Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Truth to Faith podcast. I'm your host, Cliff. I think if Stephen, we got a great pod. Thirty-four. I had Jason, author Jason McLean of How Bigfoot and UFOs Prove the Bible is True, and we had a great conversation. And I brought up flat Earth, and he wasn't a flat earther. I made a little mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've had a past guest, you know, my expert on biblical flat earth, Josh Monday. So I asked them both on, we're going to do a little do duo podcast. I'm going to be the mediator. So welcome Jason. Um, and Josh, you want to welcome your guest? Yeah. So the, uh, my show is Josh Monday, Christian and conspiracy podcast. And, uh, we do, I think we're like 158 shows deep. And I've had people that, that believe in both, you know, flat earth, uh, biblically. And also I've had people that believe in, uh, heliocentricity and it's, yeah, it's no problem for me, uh, when I talk to them because, uh, ultimately we're all Christians, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, yep. it, and for us to have a, uh, you know, a fun conversation is no problem. It shouldn't be at all. So, uh, Jason, welcome yeah. to my show as well. And dude, it's all in love and we're both Christians. So, you know, in the end, it doesn't matter, bro. As long as we, uh, you know, we just come out of this, uh, you know, yeah, it, it's not Brothers a salvation Christ, bro. issue. It's <laughs> no, not it's a not. Yeah, this is not. Issue, so, yeah, I don't see how this get why this gets such a um, a controversial. Like when how this gets so controversial, it's like it's not a salvation issue. It's there's there. I mean, I just don't see how Christians can't have a a loving and an informed conversation on something. Because that's what we're supposed to do. That's again, iron sharpens iron. That's how Amen. that works. Amen, bro. It's that's it's like this is not a salvation issue. Like there are things I think that are worth getting heated over when it when the time calls for it. But this is not one of those things. That's just it. This isn't. This just isn't one of those topics that's really that important. Um, but it is an interesting point of the conversation. I think there's things that we can talk about as to why this has become uh a a big topic but I, it shouldn't be a controversial topic either way because there's just this this isn't worth fighting it's not worth fighting over it is worth discussing but it's not worth fighting over yeah i agree for me i just think it's i think it's a tool the reason why i think it's important because i think it's a tool to lead people away from god because kind of for me you know, I got into the whole space and aliens and ancient aliens, and I it took me away from God for a little while because I started thinking like, well, where's God if there's an, you know, an ongoing expanse? Where does God fit in that? And you know, jo I listened to Josh and David Weiss, and I, I don't know. I came to the belief that the Earth is flat. I mean, it just makes sense to me. So it, I, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Definitely, yeah, we'll have a good time for sure. You know. Um... So, I mean, I think the, the best way to start is, is maybe Jason could state his position biblically, biblically, like, and I'll state my position biblically and we can go from there. Yeah. Sounds good, guys. Um, Just a, a quick comment on, on the, on what you, you, you said there, Cliff. Um, it, I, I want to say it was, uh, oh, uh, I just forgot his name. Uh, he, he's, he's, it's the founder of, he was the founder of, uh, of modern quantum physics. He said the first gulp of science will, will make you an atheist, but God is waiting for you at the bottom of the, of the glass. Science done correctly leads you to God. It's an inevitability. 
uh, in fact, the highest number or the highest rate of Christians in the sciences is astrophysics, because when they when you look at everything that's necessary for Earth to exist, the I the idea of it act, happening accidentally is so astronomical that it's zero yeah. statistically. So that's why I, I love astronomy. How always have that's that's actually my the thing I look at the most as far as the sciences. Um, but from a biblical perspective, no one is negating is is, neg- is discussing whether the authors of the Bible believe the Earth was flat. They did. Everyone else did too, right? That's not in question. The question is, does the Bible teach the earth is flat? And it really doesn't. It's written from that perspective, from, you know, in particularly in the poetic languages and the poetic sections, it is clearly they're, they're using that imagery, but that doesn't mean it's taught, right? There's, there is a difference between the Bible teaching you something versus that's just the cult. They're writing from a cultural context, Right. That's the first part. The second part is the is that the biblical conception, the 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 authors of the Bible, their conception of the biblical flat earth is radically different from the modern flat earth. In fact, the modern flat earth is as radical a departure as the heliocentric model. It's like saying that the that horses and dogs are the same thing because they both have four legs and fur, right? It's it's a very, very different model, a model that just doesn't hold up with with observations that we can make today. Like you don't have to have a degree in science. You don't have to know how to do math. You don't have to know any of that. There are just certain things that you can just observe yourself that put the modern flat earth into question in ways that honestly, the if you were living in the Levant or in Greece, you know, in the Bronze Age, that model is far more consistent with what you actually observe as a human being living in the day-to-day life than the modern flat earth. The Bible is is about getting us to God. That is its primary job. And I think one, and this is done on both sides of this issue and on a lot of issues. As people who have, uh, really brought atheism and scientism into the church as a culture. We want the Bible to be a history book written the way we would write a history book. We want it to be a science book written the way we would write a science book. We aren't reading it the way they wrote it with the intentions they wrote it. We want it to be a, we want it to be something that it's not because uh, in fact, I had a conversation with this just the other day, every culture, every Christian culture finds some way of, accidentally or deliberately syncretizing itself with a with the indigenous religion right it just does that's why we see certain thoughts and things pop up in different groups and different church ages the modern church has synchronized itself with atheists this is why the modern church is largely or largely deists even if they don't claim to be right it's because we want science to be the new god whether we admit it or not. 
And we want the, and so when we read it, the Bible, we want it to read the way we would write something today. We want it to have those same meanings instead of saying, well, what does the Bible say? Instead of letting it be what it is, the mirror about us. So how we can get to God, God is trying to tell us something much bigger than we are, than what we often look for in the scriptures. It is infinitely deeper and it's far more meaningful, but we, in many ways, our modern, the modern questions that we are asking are derived and in most misinterpretations come from the fact that we're just asking it we're asking we're wanting it to tell us things in a way that we want instead of allowing it to tell us the things it wants to tell us the way god wanted us wanted to tell it to us okay perfect uh all right jason that was that was awesome uh, I, i'll let you go truth to face sorry <laughs> yeah no I'm not, I'm I, was the gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna i was just gonna no we are we both are the hosts but i was just gonna oh, say I'm like so used to doing for that, me <laughs> for me i think like just the distance with the curvature you can see too far there's been too many mm. tests where they can they can see so far and you know i i believe the stars I, I believe we're not supposed to know everything. Like we're not supposed to know what, what the stars are, but I don't believe, you know, people look at them with the telescopes and it clearly looks like a light in water. And I've seen all the tests, but uh, I'll let Josh go. Cause he's more well-versed on the biblical flat earth and his point. So, so I'll let I take Josh it, go. I take it, um, you know, so faith comes by hearing the word of God is Romans 10, 17, mm -hmm. right? So I believe hearing the, hearing the word of God, it builds faith, right? So the devil's job is to try to take our faith away from us because we're mm -hmm. saved by grace through faith, right? So oh. what happens with these scientists and everything? They It's basically, I would never go to a scientist and ask them salvation questions because they are atheists. You know, I'm definitely not going to go to a scientist and ask them creation yeah. questions because they are not God. So I believe that all scriptures inspired by God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, mm -hmm. thoroughly equipped for every good work. Second Timothy three sixteen. Mm -hmm. So uh, I believe that uh, God had a blank slate when He came to Moses and told them Genesis. I believe uh, Moses wrote Genesis. Some people might yeah. say that he no, didn't. I agree with that. So yeah. He took them up on Mount Sinai and for forty days and forty nights, you know, told them the laws, mm -hmm. told them the way He created the earth and everything like that. And mm -hmm. I do not believe that God is ever going to lie to anybody. And I believe when Moses was writing Genesis, He's not going to put His own interpretation of how the earth is or how it was created or anything like that because that would be like god sitting there talking to you and wanting you to write something and you saying god thanks for your interpretation but let me just write my own and start writing like hey well guess what the earth is flat and it's this and uh there's a dome and there's a firmament and we put the moon sun and the stars in the firmament and so what, what i do is just take it as you know what i take it as god giving him a firsthand account of how he created the earth. That's just one example, right? I'm not talking about mm -hmm. Job and David and all these different verses that would back up what I'm going to go over. So I'm just saying that's the way I take it. And I don't think you would have a problem with that. It sounds like you don't. Um, no. I, t I basically filter science through the Bible and anything that an atheist person that tries to tell me that this is the way it is. And, and you told me that everything is observable. Like you said, you can, uh, you mm -hmm. can do certain tests, but when I go outside and I stand there, it seems like the earth is fixed and immovable. 
that the moon, sun, and the stars move mm -hmm. around us. Doesn't seem like I can observe 66,600 miles an hour. Interesting number orbiting the Earth. I can definitely not observe spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. Um, it, it sounds like it's a huge Earth, and you could probably not feel that. And you, you can try to tell me that these numbers are... We're going in a straight line, and I definitely do not feel us chasing the sun at 525,000 miles an hour, and I don't feel like the universe is expanding at 1.3 million miles an hour. I also don't feel like the closest star is 25 trillion miles away. I think to me that is absolutely insane but it's okay um but what i do is i go to the scriptures and even if you know oh let me just add one more thing so sixty-six thousand mm -hmm. miles an hour is a number that just it, it seems crazy to us and we learn this as kids so it's like really not a big deal when we hear that because we're like cool sounds good but it's actually 30 times faster than a bullet that we are orbiting the sun so i think that yeah. is also really insane and crazy uh, i don't think god needed to do that and uh when i go to the scriptures <clears throat> when I was talking about, um, you know, uh, Genesis, uh, so if you go to certain versions of the Bible, when they yeah. do mention the word firmament, they yeah. actually mm -hmm. call it a dome. Okay, so yes, like the CJB, which is the complete Jewish Bible. The reason yeah. why they call it a dome in the complete Jewish Bible is because that is the way the Hebrews believed that the earth was back then. And I know that you do agree with mm -hmm. this. The reason why they believe that the earth was like this is because they, they read Genesis and they read the Torah from when God told you how he created the earth and moses was believing that the earth was like this now if if i was a scientist and i told you that i was on the mountain if i was on uh the mount sinai for 40 days and 40 nights and i came back and i told you and and you knew for sure he was up there with god and he came back and told us about the heliocentric model and that we're orbiting and doing all this stuff and he wrote the bible i would understand why you would believe this but if if why are we going to take a scientist's word for it that was not there during creation, that doesn't have a firsthand account of creation, mm -hmm. and is telling you theoretical stuff that is all based on theory. And it's also coming from occult teachings. You're getting it from Copernicus, who is giving you occult teachings. There's a CHP Copernicus 246 uh, Freemason Lodge. We have mm -hmm. uh, Jesuits involved. We have a lot of stuff, dude. And I'm not Catholic, and no, no offense to the Catholic Church, but there's a lot of corruption and and teachings that are coming out of there that are very pagan okay so that's what happens so the occult start coming mm -hmm. into this we start having different scientists coming into this we start having jesuit priests like uh talking about a big bang theory we have 33 degree masons coming out with evolution i'm not talking about charles darwin but his grandfather so all this stuff is a yeah. heliocentric uh, scientific trinity that all has to be together for it to make sense. So do you believe in a 13.8 billion year uh, creation? Do you believe that the stars came first, that the sun came second, that the earth came third? Do you believe that? Or do you believe no, the way the Bible no. speaks? In fact, that's, in fact, I've got an argument. In fact, I've got a debate uh, with a guy next week because I'm a, I'm a young earth creationist. All right, cool. That's so that's uh, pointing out that again, science, when done properly, shows the earth isn't that old. It can't be that old. In fact, science tells you it can't be that old. The problem is, and this goes back to my point about how we've allowed atheism and scientism, there's a difference between science and scientism, to be syncretic with our with modern Christianity, right? The modern flat earth movement is a rejection of that syncretism, right? That's the idea behind it. But let's go back to, I want to start with the scriptures first, because that's what's important here. Amen. Let's go. Genesis 1, which again, 
when you talk about David, when you talk about Job, those are poetic. That's those are poetic speakings from that context. But when we talk about Genesis one, the problem is, and this goes back to we have to let the Bible speak the way it is speaking, not the way we want it to speak, because when we allow it to actually speak to us and we read it the way it was intended to be read, far more things pop up. Uh, Heiser actually said something. I think it's instinctively you want to withdraw from it, but I think it's 100 percent true. He said, read the Bible like it's fiction. Excuse me. And the reason he said that is when, because again, as a modern literate Westerner, when we read something, we tend to read it like a newspaper. We read it like it's a textbook. And that's not what the Bible is. The people who are the authors of the Bible didn't do things the way we wanted, we would like them to do it. They did it the way they did it. It's poetry. The entire Bible is poetry. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Didn't mean it wasn't true. But they arrange things, they can they create things that in their conceptions of things are different. That's why we see things like Matthew is pointing to the fact that Jesus is the new Moses, right? And if you're not looking for things in a parallel, which we do when we read literature, right? When we read fiction literature, we look for things like parallels. We just don't look for it. So we miss this, we miss we miss a lot of the larger themes in the Bible. Going back to Genesis. If God is sitting down and talking to any human being, he's having to dumb it down, right? Are, I mean, is, are any of us smart enough to be God? Yes or no? Are we no. not smart enough to be God? Oh, definitely yeah. not smart enough to be God. Great. I would, I would suggest no matter any way he explained it, it would simply it would simply not be, it would not be understandable by humans as far as how he did it. It's like saying, well, how did Jesus heal anyone? We don't know how we know so, that he did So, because he's are, God. Were the, were the right? humans back then uh, not smarter than the scientists now? I mean, dude, humans well, have a, you got to understand something that humans have a yeah. brain, bro, capacity that ne never changed back then. Evolution oh, no, is obviously no, not I true. Think I would, well, I would suggest they were smarter back then. Yeah, than we, than, I, than there, there are. Back. Yeah, and they're closer. But, oh, you, fro you froze up, sir. Did you? Did I? You, yeah, you're still frozen, man. Yeah, you broke up a little bit. Because I, I got a, a clear connection. That's kind of weird. Um. Oh, there you Hello, go. You're back. Yeah, yeah, you're My back now. Yeah. Well, that's Jason. I'm sorry. So, um, and I'm sorry about that, Cliff. I don't know why that's yeah, happening. No problem. Let me, let me do something. I'm gonna take off the uh, internet off of here. I got it off of all my devices. It should only be on here. So, hey, um, it, it happens, man. The gremlins yeah. don't want it to <laughs> don't want it to happen. <laughs> no. But, so, so, but let me let me go back to again Definitely, Genesis but... one. Right. The problem is when you when we read Genesis one, and mm. we read when it talks about the creation of the earth. The problem is when we when the Old Testament authors are writing about the earth, they are writing, they literally mean the material world. This is what I mean. We are trying to read it like it is, like it's talking to us. It's not. It's talking to the readers 3,000 years ago. When anytime they talk about the earth or the world, they mean material existence. When they talk about the heavens, they mean everything that's up there, right? There is a reason why the scriptures connect stars and angels right that's not a that's and i don't think that's just a poetic link i think there's a real link there but the whole point is they're saying that's up there that's where god is and god's above all of that right he's above everything that we can see 
And the simple fact of the matter is we know, we can look at the text of the Bible and say, look, early stuff in Genesis has a lot of Eucharistic and Akkadian borrowed lean words or loan words. The later stuff that we see in Exodus and, and a little bit further on, we see more uh, Egyptian cognates. We see more Egyptian loan words and concepts as far as how law is written. We know that they were writing within their context, just the way Paul was, just the way Matthew was, just the way David was. We can't separate those things. So if we're talking about scripture, the problem is the scripture never comes out and says, earth is flat, right? The earth, the sun and moon do this. What it says is God created it. That's so Genesis, where is though. God then? Where is God in your eyes? Not he, like, where well, is he? he well, he's, well, first of all, he's omniscient. But second of all, and this is going back to the whole point here. I don't think that Genesis 1 is incompatible with, in fact, it's far more compatible with what we're actually seeing in modern physics. There, uh, A lot of the newer theories say, look, what we're seeing shows that this doesn't make sense. Okay. Even the new telescope they, that they did, they're like, okay, we're like, and this is the whole thing. If everyone's like, oh, it's a conspiracy. Great. Then why is it that every time we see, we find something, all of the atheist science or scientists are running around going, uh, that's not supposed to be there right the new telescope that they just looked at like we can look at the beginning of the universe 13 because we're looking at something that's 13 billion light years away Only it took 13 billion uh years to get here they look and look there's a fully formed galaxy with a uh with a supermassive black hole in the center and everyone's like <laughs> that's not supposed to be there but the picture that they give you of that though is i'm not gonna try to go with we're not debating nasa what we're debating is yeah. the, the, the scripture so the pictures right, that so they I give wanna... you of all this stuff that you that you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to be CGI pictures of what the artist's yeah. perception of what it would look like. So what you're getting is you're getting okay, people right. telling you a story, and then they're like, giving you those type of pictures. But let's let's uh, well, hold. Stop, let's... Stop, stop, stop. That's not how that works. That is absolutely not how how that works. Okay. I have more lab time than literally anyone else in my field. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, so... in the cryptid field. Almost no one has ever done actual lab work, but I don't want to focus on this too much. But that let's so focus the on the Bible. Yeah, let's focus on the Bible. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. There yeah. is there, again let, misstatements. Let Josh I would like give to... his point real quick. You 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 talk for a few. Let let Josh talk for a few minutes and yeah, then so, you go for it. So I respect your position totally, and and this mm -hmm. is the position of Dr. Michael Heisner. Dr. Michael Heisner actually did a um, biblical cosmology, uh, you know, where he yeah. did a, uh, a conference where he was telling you guys, this is what they believed. The, the, the position that I have is the reason why they believe this is because this is what it is because God did not have to lie to anybody, dude. God is not going to lie to anybody. And it, what he did is um, this is giving, this is going off the CJB. This is just to show you guys yeah. what I'm talking about. Cause the CJB, obviously they knew Hebrew very well. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, which is Shemaim. So it is plural. The heavens mm -hmm. is going to be where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. Is That's the first heaven. The, the third heaven would be where God's throne is located. Yes. He hasn't mm -hmm. created the second heaven yet because the firmament is not there yet. So as you go, the, the earth was unformed and void, so the continents are not there yet. You have darknesses mm -hmm. upon the face of the deep was the abuso. So I believe that God laid the foundations of the earth. When it says the heavens and the earth, it means the heavens and the land. So he created the foundations of the earth where Sheol is located and also where the deep is the Abuso, where fallen angels are located. Now, whenever you have stuff like this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real, real quick, just real, one point. That hasn't been created yet. 
it's very clear it hasn't been created yet in well, in the text that okay. you're using. Okay, so I'm I'm using this because I'm reading straight off the text, and I'm not trying to do any kind of gymnastics of uh, any type of gymnastics. I'm just reading the text. So here's what happens. So mm -hmm. as I'm reading, some people will say, "Stop! There's a gap theory. Excuse me. That's when the heavens and earth, the old heavens and the earth were, were created, or there's billions of years between there, or there's thousands no. of years between yeah. there." And I know that you're a young Earth creation, so yeah. you wouldn't think like that. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens are plural. So what I'm talking about is he created the two heavens already. That's what I believe, because that's what you read when you go to uh, the firmament, which is the second day. So what it is, is God is, is hovering over the face of the waters because there's waters, mm -hmm. right? And he hasn't created the continents yet. So in order to take those waters and place them above the, the firmament, what he does is he places a firmament there, okay? So we have... That's, that's now created on day one. Mm -hmm. I, I'm saying day two. So now we have God said, let there be a dome in the middle of the water. Let it divide the water from the water. God made the dome and divided the water under the dome from the water above the dome. And it was so. And God called the dome sky. So there was evening and morning was the first, second day. Now you could say, well, the dome is just the sky or it could be the atmosphere or it could be. But Rakia, if you go back to the word, it actually means yeah. solid, right? So it actually oh, yeah. is no, it now means solid. Yeah, bolts and looking glass dome. like in Job. So it's a solid dome. So that's mm -hmm. what we have here. Okay. And then we have obviously on the third day, God is creating the continents he's creating the ocean so you could tell me that the water in the beginning is the ocean it's not because he creates the ocean on the third day so mm -hmm. i'm sure you're probably saying yeah i'm aware of all this all this stuff that you're saying is is definitely the way god created it in in the biblical terms but i could i could tell you this bro this is the way god created the earth bro because that's what he told moses and that's the way the bible is not for people 3000 years ago the bible is everlasting it will never ever change but science changes like underwear so what happens is every time these scientists come out with new things oh it's not expanding it is expanding red light blue light that's not what we're debating we're debating debating what the bible says so the, right. the so you are already telling me that the Bible is telling you that all this information and a dome is not working on a globe and a dome is not working on the heliocentric model. A dome is not even mentioned by scientists whatsoever. So as I tell you that there's a dome or there's a firmament or there's a rakia or there's a stereoma, which is in Greek, is solid. Mm -hmm. How would you refute that? You just refute it by telling me that this is an allegory, this is poetic, and this is the no. way that these people talk back then? How well, do you refute no. so, this? Just the very points. first 10 verses or 12 verses of the Bible, not even having to mm -hmm. go through everything else, which we're definitely going to get into because it is it also would, would match up with what I'm saying. How do you yeah. refute that? Actually, two points. One, Genesis 1, 1, 1, that very first verse, right? That's a title header. We don't read it that way because, okay. again, we're modern and this is how we've we've put it. We're like, well, no, it says the first book of Moses. We put that there. When you open it, when you open a scroll, the very first line that's Genesis 1-1. That's the first thing written on the page. That is a title header. Nothing's been created yet. He's. It's simply saying, Moses, and I believe it's Moses who wrote it, Says is saying, yep. this is the time frame we are talking about. Verse 2 is when everything begins. Now, again, let's go back to, you say that a dome doesn't work in with the modern heliocentric theory. I'm going to tell you it does, and here's why. Because, again, we can't read it like we're reading it today it's for us but it's written to them it had to make sense to them the simple fact of the matter is it's not the earth hasn't been created in by the time you hit verse two the earth doesn't exist yet what we have is the deep the abuso right the 
it is the uncreated. That's what we have. Verse, the first thing that's created, light. Second thing that's created is the space between the deep and where God would be above that domed firmament, right? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Modern physics tells you that dome exists. It's just vibrational. It is simply our entire universe, they'll tell you, is not infinite. It can't be infinite. And that there are higher dimensions. There's uh, There are brains around our dimension that goes up and goes down. Physics is telling you everything that we see in Genesis 1. It just had to be talked to them in a way that they would understand meets their conceptions. So let me go back to, since Genesis 1 doesn't actually answer the question yes or no, because it doesn't say Earth is flat. It just says, here's a conception. I think that actually works better as a cosmology, because we've separated cosmology from what we see. The problem is their cosmology was what they saw. Again, when they talk about the world, when they talk about the Earth, they're talking about physical creation, all of it. I think if you went to Moses and explained all this, he'd be and explained he'd be like, okay, cool. He wouldn't change anything because that's not how because that's not really what he's talking about. He's talking about the cosmology. God's over here. He's above the stars. He's above everything that we see. We're down here. So my question is, if you again, your argument is since the authors had the biblical this biblical model of the flat Earth in their minds when they were writing, right? That's their that's the line. Why don't you believe in the biblical flat earth? That's what I believe in. I'm not Dave Weiss. I'm not Sean Hibbler. I'm not any of those guys. I don't, okay, I don't so come you, out. Hold on. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't come out and, and ever jump on any show and mm -hmm. start. And I have a, a green screen behind me and I go, all yeah. right, guys, I'm going to show you what the earth really looks like. This is what it looks like. I don't do that. What I do is I jump on different shows, like probably like 50 or 60 shows already. And mm -hmm. all I do is go verse by verse through the Bible and tell them what the biblical cosmology is. And I never tell anybody, this is what you better believe as a Christian. No, I just mm -hmm. show you exactly what the Bible says. I could do it in a way like Dr. Michael Heiser does it and just tell you this is what God told them and this is what they believe, but it's not what it is. It's what scientists mm -hmm. tell us. Or I, I'm not going to do that because I feel like I'm doing a discredit to all the authors of Genesis and all the authors. I'm discrediting the Bible by doing that. I know you probably don't think that. And if you guys think that I'm crazy, that's not what I do. I think that also, if you have faith built by learning the word of God, by hearing the word of God, what kind of faith do you have if you start reading the word of God and you want to say, I don't believe that that's an allegory because my astrophysicist told me that it's ever expanding and the earth, and the earth is not, or the universe is not finished. So what I do is just go, you know what? I'm going to teach people exactly what the Bible says. And it's up for you to ask the Holy Spirit with discernment. Is this the way it is? Or is, is uh, Neil Tyson Degrassi over God or over all these authors of Genesis is that guy more smarter or is God more smarter? So we could just put it like that. So I, oh, no, I just feel Neil Tyson and I would get in a fist fight. But here's the thing: it's so. But I, I go back to so. Hold on, when you when, when you so again, I go back to I ask. Then what is your model of the flat Earth? If it's not the modern model where there's an I, ice wall around it and there and the sun and moon are spinning around the center. If that's not your then what version are you working off of? I I don't have to have a physical model. Okay, all I have is. 
to go over the scriptures and tell you guys that there was a dome. The moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Joshua 10, the sun and the moon stopped in two geographical locations. I'm just talking mm -hmm. about geocentricity. And if you want to go with flat earth, that's exactly what they believed back then. The reason why they believe that, and I think it would be important for God to tell them like, hey, we, you're actually not fixed and immovable. So if I went through like verses that, that you might tell me are poetry or you don't need to take that literal, there's no way you're crazy. Why are you doing that? Um, like as far as like the movement of the earth, First of all, the movement of the earth and in Genesis right away gets gets taken into account because God created the earth first. He created he, he actually had the vegetation and everything first. Mm -hmm. He actually had the oceans first. He had the earth yeah. built first. He already had the heavens built minus the firmament. Okay, then the firmament the second day he had the firmament put in. So well, you well, can try on, to tell on. me, excuse me. Vegetation doesn't come until day 4. Day 3, not day 4. Three. It's Sorry. day three. 3. But but listen to what I'm saying. You tell me that the heavens in the beginning are just a title, but that he's talking about the heavens right there. He doesn't say anything about building the other heavens in, in day two, day three, day four. So day one is when he created the heavens, Shemaim, which is where the moon, sun, and the stars are located and where his throne is located. Now, what he did is he put a firmament to divide the waters from the water. So there's still water above the firmament. David says that in Psalms 140. Yeah. So what we have is water above the firmament and God's throne above that. And he's looking down on us like grasshoppers, Isaiah 40, 22. So listen to what I'm saying. Um, in the Bible, it talks about, so also, what was the earth rotating around or orbiting on day three if he created the moon, sun, and the stars on day four? And if you want to talk about mainstream science and believe that, you don't believe it all the way. You only believe that in a certain way, like it's still a young earth. There was no big bang. There was no evolution, but I'm still going to believe in heliocentricity when the reason why we're orbiting and moving in the first place is because of the big bang. Why do you, how could you have a mixed uh, cosmology there if you're a scientist? Well, hold on. So, but let's again, focusing on the text first, we can get to all the other stuff here. And I know you, you have a, a little bit more of a time constraint than I do. So I don't have a time constraint. Oh, okay. I, thought that I, have, was I could go probably till seven o'clock when we're good. Okay, my cool. time. Right. Yeah, I was about are. to see. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're in, you're uh you're off the west coast, right? Yes, sir. So, um again, I want to be respectful of that. Thank the thing you. is in in what you just said, you still put things out of order from the text's perspective. That's my point. There is nothing contradictory with Genesis 1 and what in in what I'm talking about. You said that God had already created the earth and he created not the and, earth and, and the foundations. Okay. Found, well, but but that's my whole point. Genesis 1 1 is not nothing's created there. It is a title header. That's how they that's how it was read. That's what it was saying. This is when this happens at the beginning when these things occurred. Day one, light's the first thing created, right? That is that's literally the first thing created. It says it's Excuse the me. first thing created. That's important. But my but let's push back on. I don't believe all scientists. Scientists get things wrong. Scientists lie. Science is a tool, just like my my little pencil here, right? This pencil can write truth and it can write lies. It's the it's the person holding it. Science is at best, and I this is why I I talk a lot about and against scientism, because that's the number one of the number one problems in the church is that we want scientists to tell us everything. The problem is science can't and we. Anytime you hear the science, it discount pretty much everything that person says because the science doesn't exist. Science is a tool, just like a hammer, just like a nail. It's just a tool. That's all it is used by people. People get things wrong. People make mistakes. People lie. People falsify data. People what? ignore data. Science, so 
All it is 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 a process and a tool for understanding the physical world. That's all it can be. And the problem is we do have people who have made either mistakes, miscalculations. We don't have all the data or they just flat out lie. We see that. The evidence of these things are, are there. Nothing in Genesis 1 is contradictory. Again, is it you can't even argue that it's not written poetically because it is. But that being said, I'm not I don't think it's an allegory. I think he's telling us how it works. Yeah. The simple fact of the matter is, again, I go back to we don't know how Jesus resurrected from the dead. I can't tell you how he did that. I can't tell you how he healed the leper or how he did any of those things. I can tell you he can do them because they're because he's God. What about Elijah? Right? Elijah actually did the same thing. Elijah used yeah. faith to bring a child up from the dead, right? Right, but it was the power so, of God, exactly. Tell me, but I don't. Yeah, but, but, but you have to tell I me. I don't know how scientifically he did that. Okay, that's yeah. A, there's a there, uh, and course. I think that's that's things I can't tell you scientifically how any of this stuff happened. In fact, I think it's foolish to think that we could. Because what about people really not dying? What? what about people not dying? Like, uh, let's yeah. say Elijah going up to heaven. What about Enoch going up to heaven? You can't explain that scientifically either, right? Yeah, what because it's, because it's tell you, outside. Jason, because Jason, it's outside if, of science's purview. And science would tell you that that's impossible, right? Well, again, they would tell you science, that Jesus's resurrection is impossible. Right? A scientist would say that. Yeah, science has no science can have no comment on it. All See, right. that's the difference. So, Science is the tool. Scientists, those are often the liars. Yeah. The problem is you can't. In, in, so so that's that's my thing. There is no contradiction in Genesis one with. With the heel, with any of them, with really any model. So you think you, there's a dome then? Yeah, absolutely. Just not a, above, dome. It, it's a solid dome outside so they, of our reality. Yeah. So how okay. do they get Hold through on. it? Hold on. So. Ahead, well, sorry. he's he's talking about the dome outside of the entire universe instead of the yeah. dome being okay. like closer. So yeah, um, it's outside of our physical reality. Okay, interesting. So that's an interesting take. You know, if that's your position, then that's that's where you where you you believe. So the moon, sun, and the stars, and all these different galaxies and everything are inside of the the yeah. dome, and God's throne is above that. So you think yeah. God's throne is, and you don't feel like it's ever expanding like they're trying to tell us. So God's throne is not getting further and further and further and further and further and further and further away, which would be happening like science is doing, like bringing God further and further. And well, further and further I, I think away. the problem. So again, this goes back to I think the issue is how are we're there are there are things you can't there are things again like fabrics in the Old Testament you can't mix these these two concepts right. Um, again, like how does Elijah? go how how does elijah go, get to heaven if there's a dome he's going to bounce off of it right i think that's that's i don't think either of those is a, is a good argument here's why we know that god is not part of is not or let, let's use angels right because god's omniscient he's omnipresent that's the entire point that's why he's god angels are not fit like they're here right they're around us we know that yes or no I mean, we all agree on that, right? That there are angels everywhere. Okay. Yep. Angels, demons. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. Shahadim, the whole nine yards. But they're here. But they. But we don't physically see them all the time, even though they are here, right? Again, sometimes they visible, come in human and, form. Hebrews thirteen. Yeah, unless, four, yeah, unless they come they, in human form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they. That's them materializing into our realm of existence. Yeah. yeah. The universe is far more complicated. And in fact, the longer physics goes, the more people are starting to see things that look far more like what scripture described, right? This is there's a reason why P 
uh, uh, people love the uh, um, simulation theory that every physicists are talking about. I'm like, congratulations. It took you 4,000 years to rediscover theism um, because our universe doesn't make sense from there, from a Darwinian perspective. It just doesn't. But back to the idea of the angels, spirits are spirits. They are a higher form of existence that is outside of us, but is not interacting with us on a material world, on, a, on the material wor world, unless they want to, right? God's the same way. Heaven's the same way. It's outside of our material world. The problem is we're talking about planes of existence, things that separate our reality from his reality. It wouldn't matter if the universe is expanding. Again, I'm not necessarily a fan of the idea that the universe itself is expanding. I mm -hmm. think things are moving, but that's a different that's a different kind of conversation. But let's say, just for the sake of the argument, that it was expanding. That doesn't mean God's getting any further away at all. Because okay, well, you said there's the, a dome, right? A physical dome. Yeah, but the but the dome itself isn't a brick wall. It's a dimensional plane of existence. Okay, that's what so I'm saying. Dimensional. What's the Hebrew word for dimension? Oh, they didn't have. Well, that's the thing is they don't have. They didn't have that language back then. Okay, I so we're creating that. Them. When you talk about a dimension and all, we're, we're basically creating it now, and they didn't have that mm -hmm. word. So let's go with scripture. So this is what I talked about, guys. Um, that the earth is fixed and immovable, right? It is it is stationary. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know if you believe that or not. Do you believe in geocentricity or you believe in heliocentricity? Which one do you heliocentricity. believe? Heliocentricity. So you're talking about a dome and okay, heliocentricity. Okay. So mm -hmm. here we go. Let's go to the scriptures. Okay. Zechariah 112 or 11. Sorry, you guys could say it's poetic, whatever you want to say, but I'm just going to tell you what the scriptures say, and I'm not going to do any kind of gymnastics to try to tell you what it is. It says, and they answered the angel of the Lord. And some people believe the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord is actually Jesus. I don't know. You yes. guys will have to study that. The angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, we have walked to and fro through the earth and behold, all the earth sits still and at rest. We'll just say that one. Chronicles, first Chronicles 1630. He has fixed the earth firm and immovable. 90, Psalms 93, 1. Thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm. Psalms 96.10, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 104.5, thou hast fixed the earth on its foundation so that it can never be shaken. Uh, Isaiah 45.18, who made the earth and fashioned it and fixed it himself, it fast. That's only a few verses that I'm going to go over, okay? So that right there, it's telling you that the earth is fixed and immovable. You could tell me it's poetic and he didn't mean that and he means this and this is what I think he said and all this stuff, but that's what the Bible says. And if you think, hey, I'm just a literalist and that's just the way it is, but even the, the way that he created everything seems to be that the earth is first and everything else is, 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 is made after, right? And also what I want to tell you too is when he uh, created the moon, sun, and the stars, he actually said that he created the moon, sun, and the stars to light up the earth because it's made for the earth. It's not made yeah. for uh, uh, Andromeda, this galaxy, this, that, that. No, it's made to light up the earth only because the earth is the central point of creation. He made this for us. Mm -hmm. We are special to God. Everything else is not, okay? This is, we're special to God, okay? This is made for us. So I don't understand, like, I understand that the way you're coming and I understand you're saying that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament and there's a dome outside and it's another dimension and God's in another dimension. So um, how do you take verses like uh, Ezekiel where it says that, you know, he went up to the firmament and he saw a cherubim below it and he saw God's throne above the firmament? Like, how do you take verses like that? Do you think that's just a vision and that's not true? It's uh, poetic and... What do you well, think? It's not, well, okay, so you're conf again. This is you're conflating poetry, visions, and not true as meaning as meaning that if it's a vision, it's not true. Truth is higher than our physical reality. 
Okay. Truth is bigger. Truth is higher. And again, the earth is the center of God's creation. In fact, any astrophysicist, particularly Christian astrophysicists, will expressly state that. We live in a very we live in a uniquely privileged point of the universe. But here's where it gets bigger. You say, well, the stars, the sun, it's all to light us. It is. Yeah. The entire universe exists for us. We couldn't exist. Ask any astrophysicist. Our planet could not exist if these other galaxies didn't exist. If our solar system wasn't arranged in the right way, those things wouldn't exist. We can't exist. The entire universe is for our existence. God's, again, the idea of the cosmic clockmaker. God's created a giant clock. That's why the sun, moon, and stars are there, is so that we can see things. And so God can communicate through through the stars to us. I'm not an astrologist. There's a difference there. Yeah, the signs of seasons. Yeah, it's made for. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's made but for it, signs, seasons, for feasts. It's for us to know when when the times are. And our, yeah. also, our calendar is actually made off of the moon, right? So, uh, well, it should be 28 days. Every 28 days, there's yeah. 13 months, really, but we actually can make it 12 because we want to invert stuff. Um, also, well, it's it's a soon it's a, it's a loony solar calendar. And actually, the the Hebrew calendar is is a loony solar calendar as well. Yeah. But it's again, yeah. it's it's theirs is a lot more complicated. I like it better, but it's because again, it keeps you in line with the moon. Yeah. But um, but the point is our and again, God speaks through the stars. But the simple fact of the matter is. If if we're if we're saying something's a vision, therefore it's not real, I would reject that. Visions are God I communicating. Really, to I think us. it's definitely real. I think that's it's what I'm real. saying. I'm well, just but, saying, but, but but here's other the people thing. that try to denounce this type of stuff. True. Is what I'm saying, yeah. What, what but, I'm saying again, is, oh, difference between real and true. Is that what you said? Yeah. What okay. I mean, and but what I mean by this is when we mean real, we mean like this pencil is real, right? Okay, great. But if I want to explain the rea the reality, the truth of something. That's going to look very different, right? As an artist, I don't draw what's there. I draw what I'm trying to tell you, right? The entire point of the of, of the Bible is that God is supreme above all. Of course, he's, he's the above, most high. He's, he's at the, the highest point high. of creation, right? He's, well, he's the highest. Not, he's, he's beyond creation. He's he's not the again. Jesus is the firstborn of the highest uh, point. I'm not saying that he is the highest in create. I'm talking about he's at the highest point of creation, above the firmament, above the moon and stars. It says that in Isaiah 14, above all this stuff. So you're you're basically your position is you you believe that that the Bible does teach the earth is flat and and you believe that no. The, there's, okay, not no, the earth said, is flat. You believe that the Bible teaches geocentricity. You believe that the Bible teaches that the earth is fixed and immovable. You believe that there, it teaches that there's a dome over the earth. You believe that the moon, sun, and the stars are in it. You believe all that, but you just don't believe that that's what it is. You just believe no. that. Okay. Again, I'm no. And again, this is you're conflating ideas. I said okay. the earth does, it doesn't literally teach any of that as it's written from that position because okay. it had to mean something to them. All, all of this, again, you can't say, well, you can't just say it's poetry, but if it's written poetically, you can't remove that concept. And again, it had to mean something to them. I'm not okay. going to chastise Paul for thinking that that uh, the length of people's hair has anything to do with whether or not sperm comes and goes. That's why he talks about in his letters when he writes about the length of woman's hair. He says this is why you know by nature we we know this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to chastise Paul for that comment because why? That's what they thought back then. He's writing from his cultural context. The bigger point that he's making, right, is about the roles of the sex, about gender. He's trying, he's saying these things have to be a thing, which is what we're fighting against today. 
the simple fact of the matter is you don't need science of any kind to deny God because people have been doing it for thousands of years, right? You can, I would argue one of the number one places people hide from God is in church, right? There is, but we can't say, well, these are people writing in a poetic time, but I'm going to remove the poetry from it and just take what I want from it. The Bible's bigger than us. We have to read it in its context and we have to read what they're trying to tell us or does it mean anything? Can you show me in the Bible right now where it tells you to interpret Job and interpret Genesis, interpret uh, the Psalms and all this stuff as just being poetic? Well, no, but that's, is that a man? Hold on, hold on. Is that a man's interpretation, or is that God's wants you to interpret it poetic? Well, hold on. That's not even. No one would. First of all, I don't know anyone who would who would agree with that with your particular claim. The Bible doesn't tell us how it's written in a way. Something poetic doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, but it, that's true. But if you, that's, but if you, but my whole point is, it is trying to tell us something much higher than something as base and common as science. And I'm not saying that it doesn't, you know, that some of it is not poetic, some of it's not metaphorical. I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to ask you if it does say that because I just wanted to be, I was just curious, you know, if it, if no. it ever says that. But it, also doesn't it. Say, but it also doesn't say it should be that it should be taken literally at all times. Okay. The enti- um, so, any any rabbi, go. I mean, let's go Let's go all the way back. Any rabbi from any time will, t- will say, will tell you that this is why it's sung by cantors. Again, one of the reasons I think Again, one of the things we miss because we read it in English instead of Hebrew is that it's supposed the Old Testament is supposed to be sung. It is a song. The entire thing's a song. That doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean that the fact when it says this is a factual event that occurred, that it didn't occur. I think it did. But we we can't remove their cultural context from it. We just can't. I mean, look at Leviathan, right? It is it clearly a stand-in for satan right in in when you talk about uh david's writings in isaiah right because job i think is a physical creature i think that's a mosasaur or something similar in job but when dan but when david writes of him and when isaiah writes of him he's using he's using leviathan as a stand-in right for satan but also tiamat and Dan, uh, for uh, for Isaiah, it's a stand-in for Tiamat, and for Daniel, it's a sta- he's a stand-in for uh, for Lotan, which is literally where the word Leviathan comes from. Those are two ex- those are two instances of the chaos conf coming into the scriptures, right? And again, because he's writing, they're both writing their cultural contexts. If you look at how Leviathan is treated in both sections, again, one's clearly a stand-in for Tiamat, the other one Lotan. Two different things occur. Why? Is it because they're lying? No, it's because they are they're describing they are trying... something. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah, they're describing saying. something. Yeah. They're describing something higher. Mm-hmm. My point is that the Bible speaks on the things that it speaks on authoritatively, and if God says wanted to tell us the Earth is flat, the Sun and the Moon wrote, you know, move in this manner, which you're which you are not defining. I'm defining that definitely in the Bible, it talks about the moon and the sun stopping like uh, Joshua one ten. you know? Right. Um, well, but hold on, but hold, but that does, but that's irrelevant uh, as, as far as the shape or size. I, I agree. It stopped, but the problem the, is that's from the their perspective. The sun, also, the sun and the moon also go away from you in the, in the Hebrew and doesn't go down. 
that's another thing. So it's it's moving away from you, like like some of the flat earthers believe. Um, let's go real quick to well, but, but Joshua. Hold on, back, let's go to, to my, Joshua but, real quick. Well, um, hold on, but back to my talks. point. Hold on, back to back to my point. I, I want to finish my point here. You're, if <laughs> no problem. your whole point no. is if if the heliocentric model was true, why didn't God tell it to Moses? My point, but let me ask that question back to you. If the flat Earth is true, why didn't God tell Moses this is what it looks like? This is how it works. This is what the sun and moon do. He doesn't say that. Like I said, you can read Genesis yeah. 1 and get okay. a flat earth if you come from that perspective. Or wow. you can read it from my perspective where you're like, okay, it's a, it's describing cosmology. doesn't mean wow. the earth wasn't created on this day. doesn't mean the sun and moon wasn't created on this day. It means you can read into it. If he wanted to tell us what the universe looked like, he could have. He chose not to because we, is, because we, we get lost in the weeds. We... <laughs> The it's entire okay. point of Genesis 1 isn't the sun and moon being created. It's that God created the universe to be with us. Yeah. That he the universe for, is his temple. I think I think it's really talking about what he created so that you give mm -hmm. all glory to God, which we mm -hmm. do. You know him by his creation, Romans 120. So yep. I think that he created definitely. And he also wanted to show you that he created it special and unique for us. Yes, Not completely agree. Not you're just a speck of dust in a in a galaxy moving and all this stuff and all this other stuff is there and all we are and it's and it's not. So, anyways, okay, we have. But Joshua I would argue that 10. stuff is there for us. I, I understand. So, so that makes it that the Earth does what it does so that we can have life. I understand. So mm -hmm. we have uh, the moon and the sun are moving. Okay, Joshua ten twelve. Okay, uh, through thirteen, it says, then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day of the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, sun. Stand still upon Gibeon, mm -hmm. and thou moon in the valley of Ajan. So in two geographical locations, we have the sun and the moon standing still. We also have Habakkuk 3.11. We need two witnesses. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation at the light of thine arrows they went, and at the shining of thy glittering spear. So we have the sun and the moon standing still. Also, when you talk about uh, Joshua, it says that, is it not written in the book of Jasher? So you go to the book of Jasher, and it also says that. I'm not saying that that's... That might be extra biblical text. I, you know, some people it's canon, sometimes it's not, but it does mention Jasher, and the same thing mm -hmm. is mentioned. We also have uh, Isaiah talking about uh, the sun uh, being like a sundial, right? And I'm not saying I have a model. I'm just saying it says, "Behold, I will bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down." No, no, no. Gone away from with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backward. So the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial to which it had gone down. Nope, gone away from. So there, I'm not trying to tell you I have a physical model. Mm -hmm. Am I telling you that Dave Weiss's moon, sun, and clock app is accurate? I, I have no idea. It actually, it seems like it's pretty cool and it seems like it might be relevant and it seems like it maybe has a little truth to it, but it's not 100%. I don't know, man. I just know that the Bible speaks certain mm -hmm. ways and if it talks about the moon, sun, and the star, or the, sorry, the moon and the sun stopping in two geographical locations, I believe that that's what we observe is the sun moving and the moon moving and us being still fixed, immovable, like the Bible speaks about. Everything that's observable, testable, repeatable, measurable, is what the Bible would say. Anything that's theoretical, something that they want to tell you we're doing that's that the Bible does not agree with, like heliocentricity. And if you talk about Martin Luther, you want to talk about mm -hmm. Josephus, you want to talk about uh, any of these, you know, John Calvin, all these people, whenever they brought this to the table, these people denounced it as demonic, satanic, because they were a little closer to God than most of us. Now we're a little further away from God because we're not studying every single day because what do we have on our plates? 
a million different things. So we don't get to study the word as deep as we would like to, like these gentlemen did. So they said that whenever they came out with this Copernicus, this is satanic, demonic. The Bible obviously states that. And that's the position I hold today. Josephus, Martin Luther, and that aspect. Okay, so also mm -hmm. Josephus was talking about a crystalline firmament being above the same thing I speak on all these different podcasts. It's what mm -hmm. the Bible says, and let God be truth, and what? Every, Every man, man a liar. liar. That's what so, I do. And so there's Josephus no, is a liar? You, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, what saying, you, that's what you just said. So I didn't my, say he's well, a liar. On. How did I say on, he's a liar? But Josephus was writing 2,000 years ago. He's from the same context, right? <laughs> I didn't say he was a liar, bro. You, you said let every... You're you're saying let God be, be and every man a liar. I agree. Because all men are the liars. Scriptures is what I'm telling you is the truth. Not saying mm -hmm. that Martin Luther or John Calvin, but they did notice that it was demonic because it's inverted from everything that's taught in the Bible, and that's what Satan does. You don't think that Satan's yeah. going to come here and try to invert everything for you, so that when people go to college and they get taught all this theoretical stuff that they're going to try to push you away from God. There's so many people now that are pushed away from God because of the theories that are here today. Heliocentric theory. It's not proven fact. It's theory. Uh, the, the Big Bang theory, evolution mm -hmm. theory, all this stuff is there. So that puts a block between these college students or these little uh, elementary people. By the time they pick up the Bible, they're so far away from God because they're like, uh, let me pick up Genesis. Ah, that's not true because there's this, there's that. The fixed, fixed and immovable earth. No way. We're moving. We're orbiting. We're doing this. What it is, it's there so that it can separate you from God, bro. And you, Jason, yes. are blessed because you're a man that can that has good discernment. And you can discern that this type of stuff is coming at you and discern whether it is true or not. And I think I really commend you for that, bro. Because if you've been through the gauntlet of science and everything and you came out a believer, amen to that, bro. But a lot of people, even people that are that are actually like actual pastors, bro, they go to college, dude, and they come yeah. out and they don't believe the Bible anymore. And they think that it, and they become atheists and it's happened, dude. And it's there as a, it's there, dude, as a trap for people to go into Going to Agreed. going to elementary school, going to middle school, going yeah. to college, and all of a sudden they come out and pick up the Bible at the age of thirty and go, "This is crap," because it's not true. Because I've been taught all this stuff that they never tell you is theory. When all of it is is a bunch of men sitting there telling you theories of what they think happened, and and they don't tell you that in school. They tell you this is what it is, and then they teach you that. So all this indoctrination happens to all these people. So by the time they pick up the Bible, look what he says, truth to faith. This is what it is, bro. Once you pick up the Bible mm -hmm. and you know the truth, it creates faith. When you read the word of God, it does what? Mm -hmm. Creates faith. So if you want to mm -hmm. start there and read a science book, that will not create faith what that's going to do is separate you from god and then you if you have discernment like jason does god bless god for giving you that you might come out believing in god but you are coming here telling me that that this is what the hebrews were taught and this is what they believed, and god just told them this so it makes it easier to understand when he had a blank slate bro he could have told them that the that the that the earth is orbiting at this amount and this all this stuff could have been in genesis but god did not put that in there because it is not true See, and so let me go back to they weren't a, they weren't a blank slate. We see that in the language that they're using, the way they the way the way contracts were done, the way the the way Deuteronomy is written. These weren't mm -hmm. blank slates. That they like so, that's there's they they were writing from that context. Let's go back to again. Science look. Science, does God tell us how to build a house? Right. He doesn't well, do that. He does. It, 
Well, he tells he us talks to build on he the tells foundations. you in Genesis that he built the foundations. He laid the foundations of the earth. He does well, tell you how to build a house if if you take if you take it that way. But but go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, but hold on. Yeah, again. Yeah, building on a foundation. But the 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 idea of the foundation was already there. That word existed for a reason. They were already doing that. He doesn't tell you how to build a car. He doesn't <laughs> tell you how to how to create ink, right? Because that's for us to discover. Again, it is, it is the glory of the king to hide, uh, for God to hide a matter of king to 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 suss it out, right? Search it out. Yeah. We, science is us sussing it out. That's all it is. Now you say, but look at all these things that science will will lead you away from. Scientists will lead you away from God, like I said. But here's the thing: we've never needed science to cr to create non-believers. The world is full of un of unbelievers. There were plenty of flat. There are plenty of people who believed in the flat Earth that weren't believers that reject God. You, right now, it happens right now. Yeah, the simple right. fact of the matter is, you you they don't do, need. They, they'll yeah. see a creator, but they won't take the biblical account because they're still, you know, they're still being deceived. Yeah, but it's all good. Whatever. Yeah, he, everything that you're pointing to, <laughs> I agree with. People do point to those things. In fact, that's one of the reasons I'm I'm such a uh, I go against ancient astronaut theory all the time and UFOs is because I think that's that's the current lie. That we that's the number one prominent lie that's being that's getting ready to be pitched and it's being pitched yeah. right now. But that what's the foundation been. of that lie? Is the space and stuff that's the centricity of Definitely. the lie. But that's yes. well well, so here's the thing. That's not that's actually not gonna be it because they're come they're they're going straight interdimensional. Yeah. Well they're going straight interdimensional now. I genuinely thought they were gonna stay nuts and bolts just to make everyone happy. They're going pure interdimensional. They're going pure DMT. They're, they're putting, That's where this is going. They're putting. Yeah. They're not even going to need to worry about Clendathu so, or whatever. Can, My Jason, point can is, I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So let's say you smoke DMT right now. And you like- I would not. I, I wouldn't either. Let's say you smoke DMT right now. And then all of a mm -hmm. sudden, do you think DMT is like if smoking that, is that something that it, that would be demonic or maybe doing a, a bunch of mushrooms? Do you think that you're opening up yourself to the demonic realm? Oh, Absolutely. Okay, That's so when you a, smoke DMT, when you smoke DMT, what do people see? Do they see the heliocentric model? They start going into the uh, the space, and then they see the uh, aliens, and they see well, all this different stuff. So well, that's what they're on. seeing. The reason why is because they're opening themselves up to demonic images, yeah. bro. And all the stuff that you see, which is heliocentricity and aliens and all that stuff, as you would agree, Jason, not the heliocentricity mm -hmm. part, but aliens, is all just demons and fallen angels. I think and the you government. agree with that. And the but, government, of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, but hold so on. the government lies. Exactly. Yeah, but, I well, hold on, but real quick. I don't, I do think that when you're taking DMT, when you're taking these things, you are, again, two things are happening. It's still being interpreted within your brain, which means it's it's being interpreted within your, your brain's Context. creating a lot of, of what this, you right? see. Okay. So, so again, that's, that's the problem. It's like a dream. It's, they are working within, but I do think you are leaving your body mentally. Which is one of uh, one of my favorite DMT stories is about a guy who took the DMT trip, but he, he says, I didn't go into the Stargate. I stayed in my body, which was really weird. And that's when I saw this thing in my living room looking at me and it realized I was still there. Yeah. Right. Now, the problem is that, well, but they see aliens. That is, again, the creatures will lie to them. But the thing is, again, cultural context, we modern people are interpreting them as aliens because they were told to interpret them as aliens yeah, they're not for what they are <laughs> yeah. so again this goes back to human interpretation human uh cultural context in fact one thing's uh uh dr dean bertram and i talked about all the time on our show was uh when i was doing it was the, what we call aliens today uh 70 years ago actually probably a little bit earlier they were uh 
they were they were Atlanteans, and then you got the Fae, or before that, it's like the problem is these things are clearly changing their cultural context and how they appear and how they and how they look to us, depending on how whatever the culture will accept them as. Right? All of these things are uh, are culturally derived and derived from our brains, from our understanding of the universe, because that's how this is how they're communicating with us and they're here to lie and cheat to lie and steal right they want to steal us from god and they lie to us about god science has never been needed for that to, to occur they will lie to you in whatever context you want like i said the number one place people run hide from god is a church how many people hide from god in a church because they because they think it's it's the safest place to be the Jason, simple fact of the matter is did you want to refute maybe the uh, the fact that I told you that the sun and the moon stop like in, in Joshua or in, in Habakkuk well, or how do you? And do you again, I don't refute that. I don't refute that those things occurred because they clearly occurred. They are described yeah. as being occurred. But my my question is, uh, or my my point would be, yes, it stopped from their perspective. They again, they see the earth, the, the sun and the moon moving. Excuse me. It, and it seems so, to stop in the sky for them. Again, you want me to describe how scientifically how God performs a miracle? I can't. So fact, you, I let me ask you a question, Jason. Do, quick, do you on. believe in do you believe in all the the distances and the speeds? Then, like, do you believe the distance from the sun and the moon and what it's spinning at? Do you believe what science says? Orbiting those... and everything. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. believes that heliocentricity. Well, so, he believes, if you right? believe that, do you think mm -hmm. that everything's just six six six, like all the speeds and distance? You think that's just by chance that it's all six six six? Well, so do you get what okay. I'm saying. So yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. So let me let me finish one thought, and then we'll come back to that. Yeah. What What do you think happened when the moon and the sun stopped? Do you think that the Earth stood still, and then the moon, oh, which yeah. is orbiting think... us faster than a bullet, stood still, and then the sun? I don't know what yeah. the sun would do. I, sun I, again, I don't know how God moving created... at five hundred twenty-five thousand miles an hour. But go ahead. God can do whatever He wants. That's the point of a miracle, right? <laughs> In fact, miracles are by definition outside of science's uh, domain. Yeah, I get because, it. Because science is about are about the laws that. And the things that are regular that God created for us to understand. All right. Miracles are by definition outside of that realm. Okay. Like I said, I can't tell you how the dead is the dead are raised scientifically so, because that's outside of science's purview. Let me tell you what happened you right there. Happened. Let me tell you what ha happened right there. What what kind of a miracle this is? Then yeah, it makes it, it's crazy, bro. Because it, it means the Earth stopped orbiting. At, yes. at 66,000 miles an hour, it stopped spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. It stopped moving at 525,000 miles an hour, which is supposedly chasing the sun. Everything stopped for 24 hours, and nobody fell off the earth or anything like that. So yeah. I think that's really interesting. All your scientists would say I, if that the earth stopped moving is that yes. everybody would fall off the earth, right? Right. Well, no, but why here's isn't the it easier I agree. for you I to think just it's to... more amazing. That's what I'm saying. I think it's more why, amazing. The guy just putting you a stop just button agree? on it. Why wouldn't you just agree that the earth is fixed and immovable and God stopped the moon and sun in two geographical locations like the Bible says? Because, again, it's, from, it's written from Such their perspective. Such an easier thing so, to agree with. Let me ask, let me ask one question. One question, okay? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Why is there a southern celestial pole? Okay, you're asking me scientific questions, and this is no, biblical that's not cosmology. A no, that's, that's not a scientific <laughs> yeah. question. That this is, is what that... I do. Okay. I am a I am not an expert or any kind of theologian, but what I do is I do biblical cosmology verse by verse. And right now you're trying to go into science questions and all that stuff. And you are a scientist. So that would be unfair for a scientist to come and say, let me just smack you with scientific stuff. And when oh, I'm just on. trying to debate the Bible, which I'm that's what artist. we're doing. I've first of all, I'm an artist. I've never claimed to be a scientist. Yes, I've got a lot of lab work in. 
from arch- in archaeology. You told me you got a whole ton of lab work in your side. Now, I'm not scared to go but, that route either, but I'd rather stick to what we're talking about. Well, the but, moon, sun, and the stars stop, or the moon and the sun stop the two geographical locations. Mm-hmm. The way you explain that, I understand. We're over it now. You explained yeah. it that that the, they, they said that because, but, but it's holy scripture inspired word of God where they're lying to us right there, telling us that the sun and the moon stop. No, dude. The reason why it says that is because that is what happened. And that's why Habakkuk said it. That's why the book of Joshua says it. That's why Isaiah talks about the sundial. Now, I'm not going to tell you that. that um, that I, Now, I could tell you that maybe some of the stuff that uh, some gentleman made, like Rob Skiba, you know, where he put pillars and he did certain things and he mm-hmm. built the model, like, you know, through a computer. But obviously all that mm-hmm. stuff cannot be like, this is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, you could tell me, well, it can't make predictions. It can't do this. But what all the predictions that were made back in the day before they had scientists telling you all this stuff when it was flat, they still were able to predict certain things, you know. But we're, let's stick to the scriptures. So, what do well, you hold feel? On, well, hold on, real quick. But again, this is this is where we're at an impasse, right? I would suggest that whatever that the miracle that occurs with okay. uh, with with Joshua is actually greater because you. I'm over here saying, yeah, if if again, I don't know how God does it or was it. And again, it, it doesn't have to be a. It, it's not a lie. God can do whatever He wants. That's the entire point of the miracle, right? He wants you to be specific with prayer. What if He told them to to have the moon and the sun stop? The Earth would continue spinning, wouldn't it? He says, "I want the right. sun again, and moon to stand chooses... still, Lord." So if He did that with yeah, your, so we have sun, more time. With your right. science, it would stay still, but then we would still continue moving because He forgot to add the Earth part. Okay, but hold on. That but that makes that makes God a genie. So you think God is like this? God is like, okay, you're going to tell me this way and that's okay for you to lie to my people because this is going to be holy scripture in the Bible. It's okay for you to lie to my people and say that the moon and sun stopped? No, dude. God is not a liar, bro. That's what I'm saying. God is telling well, us the truth through the scripture and it's holy script, holy spirit inspired. I Jesus is what? The way, uh, the, the truth, truth, and the, the life. life. And well, so on. everything that's written in the scriptures Joshua. is going to be I want to ask you tr- one question. One question. Go ahead, come bro. back to Joshua. What Ask color? Me, what color? Start showing the... me scripture, bro. That that backs up your model, and, and I think you can win the debate. But right now, bro, scripturally, you're getting smoked, bro. I'm just letting you know. Everything well, in the you... Bible, you're, and you're and you're also telling me that you agree with the fact that the Bible is teaching this. Now, maybe not flat, but this is heliocentricity, geocentricity, also, bro. This is not only just a debate. This is you saying that science is true besides the Earth. This is what you're telling me, bro. That the that the science is true besides the the besides the how old the Earth is. Is science true on the order that everything was created, bro? Is science true that the stars came first and that the sun came next and then the earth? Is science true about that? Or do you think that the biblical account is true? I mean, where are you at, bro? Biblically. I don't want to know Jason the scientist. I want to know Jason the Christian, bro. Where are you at? Okay. So again, science is, and then I'm going to ask my question because this this is important. Science is only about what is observable and repeatable. It is, and it's the best, and it's the best we have at at understanding the physical world. Okay. That's it. That's all it is. Anytime someone says, well, this is what happened back then, the problem is that's a matter of history, not a matter of science. Okay. That's the first, that's the first point. If it occurs in the past, it's history, not science. That's one, again, you want to talk about the lies? It's one of the great lies of the world is that science understands everything. It doesn't. In fact, anyone who actually looks at science says, nope, science is nothing but questions, right? We find one thing only to only to open way more questions. In fact, science has been wrong about everything as it's gone on because there's always more data to be found. 
Science is a tool. It's nothing more than a tool for understanding the physical world. But let me go back to, we agree that that all scripture is God-breathed, right? It is true. So then let me ask you this one question. What color yes, was Jesus's cloak? What color was his cloak? Yeah. When 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 he was paraded before before Pilate and they threw and they were mocking him, they threw that that cloak on him, that that royal cloak, what color was it? Um, I'm not sure the scriptures tell you. Is it is it, I don't know, white or purple? One of the well, two. The, the scriptures gives us royal. It gives us two different colors. The, the third description is just a royal cloak. But it gives us two different colors. Okay? In fact, this is often used. Again, like what is what are Jesus's first, last words? Atheists use these things all the time to say, see, the Bible can't be true because they have different words, uh, different words of Jesus on the cross. Or this says it was purple. This says it was red. The problem is there are ways to answer those questions. So that's you're talking about like that's maybe the way Matthew and and uh, right. Matthew and what Matthew and Mark. What is what's yes. the two different? Yeah, uh... Matthew. Yeah, uh, Matthew. Okay. Mark and, again, so they're they're okay. all so they, they have, have these different colors assigned to. Okay. It. The problem is, in fact, any anyone will tell you those are actually evidence that they were there that there is a difference. And I think yeah. and I think when you get linguistically, it's actually more interesting. But we'll keep it simple. People are going to remember because people perceive things differently. They see things differently. You're going to get two different colors. In fact, any any police officer will tell you this. Any historian will tell you this. That in fact, you expect to see when you have different accounts, discrepancies in those accounts because yeah. humans are the ones observing it. Okay. Go back to Joshua. Joshua is is seeing what he is seeing. He is describing what he is seeing, and it mm -hmm. is true that that is what he saw. You're asking, well, how did it work? I'm telling you, I can't know how it worked. Yeah. In fact, because that's the whole point, is that it's outside of science's realm. Miracles are, by definition, evidence that we are not in control because God is the one in control. God is bigger. God is higher. And the problem is the Bible is written from the perspective of humans because we're the ones writing it. And it needs to mean something to us. I no, don't I begrudge Matthew and Mark and Luke having different colors for the cloak that was put on jesus when they mocked him because... and luke wasn't there either so if it's luke yeah. did the different well, color no, luke, luke was not physically cloak. there yeah matthew and mark you could probably take their word for it but luke was not physically there so right. yeah luke you was, could well, probably have what, my there. point is luke is just right. a historian he's he, he just says it's a royal cloak but matthew and mark right. they get and uh they get the colors slightly differently but you would expect that okay it's can i ask you a question jason yeah how many heavens are there and in, in, in scripture, I'm ta not talking about extra biblical. I'm not talking about uh, historical, traditionally. How yeah. many heavens do you believe are in the scriptures? So the scripture, the scriptures, I think there's a good argument to be made for three. That's what there's, I think is a good argument there's the, too. There's the sky, there's the upper heaven, then you have the heavens where God is. And I think any, okay. What's that upper heaven that you're talking a derivation about? of that construct. What's that upper heavens part that you're talking about? Again, where God is, like the supernatural realm. Uh, Genesis 1-6, that would be called the firmament, right? Well, so I would say that that the third heaven is actually above the firmament. Right? I think so too. Yeah, the third heaven. Yeah. So that's what I'm the saying. Second like heaven, it, the first heaven yeah. would be where the moon, sun, and the stars are located, right? Well, I would, yeah, I'd say the. Well, actually, I would say it's it's more where breathe. You know, it's it's higher. It's the stuff where the clouds are. The second heaven is where you have the sun, moon, and the stars. Okay. And the that's, third, and again, the third. So is above, are you telling me that the, the firmament to be a heaven? Okay, so it says it right there in Genesis 1 6 that God called the firmament heaven. Yeah. So that's the second heaven. I mean, again, a lot of this comes back to there is some. That's what it says, here. though. 
Well, no, yeah, that's that's. I mean, I don't yeah, have get, to do any gymnastics yeah. like you're doing right now. Well, no, no, I'm you're not telling doing me gymnastics. I'm there's an upper again. heaven, then there's a heaven. Okay, God says yeah, basically everything that be- he called the firmament heaven. That's what the Bible verse says. Yeah, and everything, but and everything Amen. beneath it is is the heaven. So, and what's I'm the second that- heaven, bro? It says it in the Bible right there. What is the second heaven? Well, hold on. It's not just in Genesis. It's all throughout the Old Testament. We have three heavens. There's where the clouds are. There's where the sun and moon and stars are. There's the no, firmament, no, no, bro. and then God's above that. God called the firmament heaven, bro. Genesis mm-hmm. one six. That's what he yeah. called heaven. And the firmament was was what, bro? In in the old Hebrew, bro. It's called a dome, dude. Yeah. That's what it well, was, the, right? It's an architectural. It's an architectural term. Yes. So okay, so it's an architectural term, but it says God. Now it doesn't say that Moses, it doesn't say that Joseph, it doesn't say that Abraham. It says that God called the firmament heaven, bro. That's the second yeah. heaven, dude. The first heaven is not where the birds fly, bro. The, the first heaven is where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. It has to be, bro. All right. It says that he placed the moon, sun, and the stars in the what? In the firmament. So the firmament yeah. is the second heaven. The third heaven is where God's throne is located, bro. That's what the scripture says. Jason, it doesn't say upper heaven. It doesn't say anything, bro. And if you go to Ezekiel 126, it mm-hmm. says that he looked up and below the firmament, he saw the cherubims. And, yeah. and above the, cher- the the firmament, which is a dome, which Ezekiel saw, mm-hmm. is God's throne, bro. And in as Amos yeah. 9.6, Amos 9.6, mm-hmm. it said as he... Uh, I have it here. Sorry, man. I don't want to go over it. But anyways, Amos no, 9, fine. 6 talks about him walking in the upper chambers and him putting a vaulted dome over the earth. So, dude, I'm telling you, bro, that's Amos 9, 6 in the NASB, also the AMP. And if you go to the Jewish mm-hmm. Bible, it also says yeah. the dome. So yeah. what I'm telling you, Jason, is mm-hmm. that the Bible is saying that you don't have to say it's the upper heavens. You don't have to do. Come mm-hmm. on, bro. Just say what the Bible says, dude. The firmament's the second heaven, bro. The dome. Well, and again, let's let's go back to my my whole point. I agree. <laughs> you're interpreting but, it wrong if you don't tell well, me that because you're not you're taking the Bible and not telling me what it says, bro. The firmament well, no, but, is the second on. heaven, bro. But you're still in. But, but your perspective is still an interpretation <laughs> of the Bible. That's the whole point. I'm not interpreting anything, bro. I'm reading yes. what the Bible says to you. A, a first grader could could understand this, bro. Anybody? Not you're a scientist, Jason. I'm telling you that the firmament is heaven bro god called the firmament heaven so the two heavens were created Great. in the beginning yes. right right Shemayim, yes that's going to be that's... where the moon sun and the stars are located and where god's throne is located and mm-hmm. on day two he separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament so well, above hold, the dome is Again, waters ge- are you telling me in space one, that no, there's hold waters on. hold on or no genesis one no there's water in space that's not even is a there question. water above the dome well, okay, so let's get so let's get back to that. I think that there is something there above the dome. Whatever Water? the abyss is made out of, again, written in the ways. Abyss. Yeah, the abyss is what is separated. The water. Where's the, the abyss, abyss located? Dimensionally below us. Dimensionally. I okay. Think this is, this it's is in the bigger. earth, bro. That's well, where the that, abyss is, and that's where Sheol is located. That, that's do you, where Sheol do you agree is with that? Sheol is well. Again, I think it is. I think it's beneath us, physically and dimensionally, and I think these are in both, a different dimension. Terms. I think it's both. I, again, in the same way that angels are in a different <laughs> It's dimension. okay. It's okay. In the same way that-, that I just want to ask, bro. At yeah, least no, you agree no, well, that's with what Jesus trying. saying that it's in the earth and you believe, no. and, and also down in the underworld. Do you believe that, like, you don't yeah, believe that I, she, Okay. I think, okay, I think hell we got is here? within the earth. I think Sheol, Okay, so you take that part literally, within... but you don't take the other part literally. Well, no. It's, again, literally- Scientists <sighs> okay. would refute that for days, bro. They would say that there's- scientists, scientists refute all kinds of things that are proven true. 
So why do you agree with scientists on certain things and certain things? You're like, that's definitely not true. Why are you so because, stuck on the heliocentricity, brother? Because when the I, Bible tells you it's not. Well, hold on. But the Bible doesn't say that it's not. The Bible. I just told you, like, just barely even scratched the surface on the stuff I have. I have notes for days, bro. We could go for like I'm sure five you have hours notes for days. But literally, all of it is is. But all literally, all of it is either a vision, right? Again, Genesis one isn't a vision. But you're talking. You would talk about Ezekiel. Ezekiel's a vision. He's still trying to tell him who's true. He sees the cherubim holding up the holding up the sky. Right. That's the entire point. The cherubim are holding up the sky. You agree with that, right? The dome. He's not holding up the dome. Cherubim is not holding up the sky. The, what are you talking you just, about? Hold on. They're holding up the dome. You just said the, the dome is the heavens. That's the sky. That's what they, that's. It's all the same word. So the cherubim are holding up heavens. I, I don't. I'm not getting that, dude. When I read uh, Ezekiel, when when you see Ezekiel and you're seeing the, that's the whole point. His thrones above. His thrones above the the dome, right? It's above the firmament. Yeah, that's what. And we're, there's that's, waters okay. above the dome, right? Yes. Well, hold on. Hold on. We're still working here. Okay. Go ahead. What are the cherubim doing? They're not just hanging out. What are they doing? In if that you feel text? like they're holding it up, that's interesting. Well, yeah. that's but that's what they're doing. That is the conception. The okay. cherubim. It, I have no problem no, with that, bro. And right. that doesn't so, go against anything I'm saying. And I, I no, so no I, well, I hold believe... on. But that's what I'm saying. Let's 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 play this out. We need to, we need to look at this. In every cosmology of the Middle East, right? The care the cherubim, the cherubim, they are the same thing, and they are literally called the pillars of the sky. Okay, why? Okay. Be Look at the animals that they are comprised of, right? Humans, the human, the ox, the lion, and the eagle, right? Those are the four. Those are the four. Uh, the four sidereal uh, and directional uh, constellations, right? Okay, that's what yeah. they. That's what those are. Those are also on the map of uh, you know it's different not on the map but on the flags of Israel like you know some of those things yes. that you're mentioning yeah yeah exactly so, yeah. yeah this yeah, yeah. all twelve tribes are represented by the twelve sidereal constellations yeah. yeah okay my point is we don't physically see cherubim holding up anything we don't we don't look around we can't see them uh -huh. they are described as they are they are the constant they are again I'm not saying that they're not real but what I'm saying is they were Ezekiel is describing constellations he's describing these things but in the vision he is seeing it in a very different way i would suggest he's actually seeing the reality of it science can science is just about working within this construct that's all it is he's visions are god sure yeah i think so too god is a vision is god is showing you something bigger something truer than what we see this is again this is this pen as far as i'm concerned is is it real yeah but is it really real no because god okay. is really real yeah that's the point god is really real and his reality is far higher than ours when he communicates to us he has to communicate in a way that makes sense to us he is trying to tell us something higher now right. you, you say well how I is got it a question I, for you bro well hold on let me i want to answer a question that you gave me you said well how is it you can look at this and 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 go against the scripture except i've told you how i've told you why I'm, I understand. I'm, reading, I'm reading within its context, but let me and have, I understand again, what I you're want saying. to ask you and a I, question. And I respect because... you and I respect Dr. Michael oh. Heisner and I got much love for you. And I, and, I got and nothing but love for everyone on this channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I'm very passionate me, but... about this, though, brother. I'm no, telling I, you, Jason. I, oh, no, I can see it. No. And you should. We should always be passionate for scripture. Right. Yes. My thing. But my thing is. I, very passionate <laughs> i am not the my thing is i the one thing i hold true there is one truth that i hold to which is that god is the is the creator of the universe the all-knowing and powerful one 
and I ain't him. <laughs> right? Of course. My thing is I and this is and this is something I see a lot. It's it happens in science, it happens in cryptozoology, it happens in scriptures, it, ha it happens everywhere, right? Or people's interpretations of scriptures, let me rephrase this. We set ourselves up very often as the arbiter of the truth. And my problem is that I I look at this and I don't think of myself as the arbiter of truth in this. I am here to find the truth that God is trying to give us. And I have to use all of the tools God gives me, right? Uh -huh. Which is the scripture, but it's also the greater reality of scripture. It is also the scripture that is written around us in the world. You can't, you can't hide from God in science. So let me, again, something that you can do, again, I look around every model that's given to me. Like I said, if I were living in Palestine, and again, true, you know, Latin Palestine, not this modern BS. If I were living in the Levant, right, 3,000 years ago, I'd be a flat earther. I would have to because it's, it's the best explanation for what I could see. But we, the problem is the reason the modern flat earth model looks the way it does is because they have to account for the fact that we can circumnavigate the globe. We can do these things. The problem is... Circumnavigation happened before we even knew it was a globe. No, like, exactly. Well, okay, that's a true but not but that's a whole other that's I mean, believe me, that's true, a whole bro. other kettle of fish <laughs> anyways let but, me ask you something bro yeah. this is let's, well, okay. well, hold, but this we're is, getting but this into question we're getting well, into a my... bunch of stuff that's jason's interpretation of well, science no, no, no. and this, mine this is not a interpretation. let me ask this you a question, a question brother jason okay. i have to ask you a question okay. bro you have to let me talk because you've been talking for a while uh, what is I, okay i let you talk too so continue yeah for sure okay jason okay i don't mean to put it that way i'm sorry um what is your interpretation of like stars, bro? Like when, when, G when Jesus, you know, he cannot lie. Obviously he cannot lie. He, he's right. not going to sin. Jesus knows the cosmology because he was there. Second mm -hmm. Colossians, yeah. right? He, he, it course. was created through him, by him and for him. So mm -hmm. when on Mark 13, 24, he says, but in those days after the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened. The moon shall not give her light because the moon is a light and the sun is a light. It says it in Genesis. And it also says, and the stars shall fall and the powers of heaven shall be shaken also if you talk about in revelation it talks about the stars falling to earth like a fig tree bro so yeah. what is your interpretation of the stars falling if you were in a heliocentric that they're bigger than the sun and all that stuff we have bigger problems bro than the antichrist if if the heliocentric model is true do you believe the stars are falling to heaven or what interpretation of that and please don't do any mental gymnastics what oh, do you i'm think? not i'm but so again you know we have to use, we have to stay consistent with when we are looking this at This is God prophecy. talking, remember, Jason, yeah, is, I, or, or yeah. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> yeah, this well, is God here's talking, thing. Bro, same right? thing, same thing, same thing. So here's the, again, I focus on the beginning of the book and the end of the book. Most of my work is actually in eschatology because yeah. it's Revelation, because if okay. the beginning of the book and the end of the book are, the, are true, then the middle of the book is what's really important, right? Salvation, getting right with God. So again, this is not avoidance, this is not gymnastics, this is consistency. So let me ask this one question. When it says a beast rises out of the out of the ocean in Revelation or out of the sea, right? Is that literal? A beast, yeah. yeah. So you so some you of think, it is literal, some of it's well, hold, not. Well, some on, of it could be on, metaphorical, I, but but that's what I'm, I'm saying. Just, so hold okay. on. When he talks about this, it's literally gonna beast. happen, bro. Now you, you could talk okay. that it's Rome, or you could say that it's this. Okay, all I'm telling you, bro, is this. This is Jesus talking, bro, and he's not talking I, like he's not well, saying he's not in Revelation, bro. We're talking about in Mark, bro. What, what I, I know we were talking about Mark, but but again, hold on, because your you, question you is, point to is Revelation. Okay. But I'm asking again. There's, this is important because again, Scripture has to interpret Scripture, right? Yes. 
Okay. So, so you could take Mark and you can have and you can go to Revelation and you can interpret yeah. Revelation through mm -hmm. Mark. Mark says right. that the stars are going to fall. If you go to Revelation 6:13, it says, and the stars of heaven will fall to the earth like fig trees dropped to late figs, and it's shaken by a mm -hmm. mighty wind. Also, it talks about the heaven opening up opening. like a scroll, yeah. which is the firmament opening like a scroll, and Jesus coming in from heaven to the earth, and every eye will see satellites, this, the phones. Every eye will see. The reason why every eye will see is because we are not on a globe. We are on a topographical plane where the firmament dome and God opens up the firmament and Jesus comes in on a cloud and every eye will see. But I'm just telling you, well, what happens with the stars falling, bro? What does Jesus well, mean right on. there? Meteors? But, this is, but that's my point. Let me, what is it? Let, hold on. Let me, again, There, there's, there's an important, there are principles here that matter. Again, in Revelation, when it talks about this chimeric beast rising out of the ocean, are you telling me that you think that an actual chimeric beast is going to come out of the ocean or um i think some of it is i think some of it could be metaphorically taking that it could you could we could place it on a, a city you could place it on rome you could make well, it uh the antichrist you could do certain things bro but uh well, yeah. hold on but it, this is but this is important because it's it literally tells us what we're talking about right we these are the beasts of daniel formed as one nation right okay it, and we are told that the waters are peoples right the thing about you're told that though right Right. Well, hold on. But there's a lot of things we aren't told that we take from context. Apocalyptic literature, apocalyptic prophecies are conversations. So here's, here's the important thing. In apocalyptic literature, in visions, in prophecies, stars are angels. Yes, yes or no? Okay. Yes, they are. We agree. And they could literally be angels. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I th And as I said much earlier in the conversation, I Do think there's a, problem a much with deeper... That? No, in fact, I think there's a much greater connection between angels and stars than we realize. Yeah, the Bible but, says that that angels are. I'm not trying to tell you guys that they're literally angels, but I am mm -hmm. telling you this: the Bible says a third of the the stars will fall in Revelation. It talks about that, and also mm -hmm. the Book of Enoch, which is extra biblical text, is saying that the stars are angels being judged, moving, moving, dude. So I'm just telling you this. All I'm telling you this is, bro, Jason. You're 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 jumping to Revelation to things well, that no. are, that should be taken a certain way, and even the Book of Daniel tells you to take it that way. What I'm telling you is, what do you? I mean, how do you explain stars falling to the earth? Do you believe that it's talking about angels? Yes. Well, hold okay, on, so that's because, you, because, but that's, that's why I'm trying position? again. I'm not just I'm not just going to answer questions. I want to show why the where that it's where okay. coming from because I there are biblical your, principles your, that are important here. here. Right. The simple fact of the matter is, we can't take. We can't take these things out of context in types of literature, types of commentary. I think it's very literal. That the, again, I think that these when it says the stars will fall, it is he is referring to angels, and it will happen. They are going to be. I think they're actually going to roam the earth. I think we're going to see them. I think that's what we're yeah, being set up for. So now, does that mean that we will see the stars of the heavens go out? I actually think we will. I think we'll see the light stop because that connection has been severed. They've they've lost their place. Again, it's something. It's not something I'm going to hold on to. Like that, Jesus was the Son of God, right? It's a theory. It's how I'm. It's how I'm reading it. But what I do know is he is talking about angels. He is clearly talking about it because that is. So is the, the sun and the moon an angel? We actually know that there are angels that are over. Those no, things. I'm just saying, like, when he says that the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, he's describing what's going to happen there, bro. He's not talking about 
He's not saying that the so you're saying basically he's talking about the angels that he's talking calling the sun an angel and the moon an angel. No, no you're he's no, saying you're that the moon. He's he, I'm not conflating, bro. I'm just reading you what are. the scripture says, and I'm not doing no, gymnastics, you're, you're bro. You're conflating Listen, my answer, saying well because your the stars answer is are that clearly... they're that they're angels. That's what you said. I said stars are angels. I said yes. that they are again, but they are they are also something How physical. How you explain that in a heliocentric model, bro? Like those people in, in because the what, scientists because he's saying that angels that. will fall. I'm just telling you again. I'm telling you okay, when we that's the way you allow scripture it. to interpret okay. scripture, he is saying understand you that angels that are falling. Again, we have to allow scripture. Again, okay. I am not the. I am not, not. None of us are the authors of scripture. We are not the authors of all truth. Okay, we have to allow the Bible to determine itself. Okay, it is un. It is not only unfair. I would say it's satanic for me to look at the Bible and try and interpret it the way I want it to be interpreted. I have to allow it to speak to me. I have to or allow you could it just to speak read it for like itself. a fifth grader. You could just read it and and just take it for what it says, bro. That's what it says. Well, there are plenty of people who read it and take it for what it says <laughs> and reject it. All right, right. So and will and use it as another as one a, would be the flood, bro. Let's God. talk about the flood real quick, bro. Noah's flood. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the mm -hmm. seventh day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, so water came from below. It also says that the windows of heaven were mm -hmm. open, and the windows of heaven, heaven we already spoke about, is the firmament, were open, water came in, and also it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, right? Yes. There's three different separate events. You, you would take that, right? Yes. Well, I would suggest- So the heavens those... being open is not like a metaphor for rain. Right. No. Right. Okay. Well, so, okay. So, hold on. The rain, I would suggest again, where you want to get into the science. I know where you're going with it. So let me jump ahead. The rain is coming from the water is also coming from the water that's coming up again. We see it geologically. In fact, fountains of the great deep open. That's cool. Yeah. Right. The windows I mean, of heaven are open. There's water above the firmament. Water comes in and fills the fish. And everything is flooded. That, what do you think? That's, well, hold on. That again, that is how probably people interpreted it, but that's not literally what's it doesn't say it fills the pretty easy. Bowl. I know, well, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's I know, but it's easier to, to explain that than to talk about a water ball floating in, in space and all this stuff. What is the heavens are open on a heliocentric model? How would you interpret that verse? Again, we're using I think there was a vapor canopy. I do think there's a vapor a canopy. Yeah, but the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. No, so how would that happen? No, 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 no. There is a, there was a. I think there was a lot of water surrounding surrounding the earth. The canopy that's is the firmament. That's different from the waters above. Oh, the canopy the is the canopy of firmament. No, 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 no. This is not. Okay. I'm not talking about the firmament because again, okay, as I've already expl expressed, the I just want to make sure you don't go there because you can't go there. No, I don't. It wouldn't work. <laughs> but I don't think we need to. Again, we are. He is. He is describing something in a way that would canopy make sense of to ice. Them. I don't think it was ice at all because we wouldn't see the stars, which is or the sun okay. or the moon, which is what the do you whole think point the, of them being well, there. Okay, no problem. So you feel like there was a canopy and basically those broke, and then and then it was able uh, to it, rain. Then yeah, God. Well, God collapsed it in on itself, creating again, which allowed the water to come from uh, okay, from the top. But again, the oh, the again, the number one evidence for the for the for the biblical flood are the tectonic plates that we see that we can observe because literally the, the earth evidence has a for the, star for the flood is that the bible says it happened that's the evidence for the flood well no that's the truth <laughs> of the flood yes yeah. uh, i point to okay. it but we can so, see the evidence of it so i guess they should have said that the the windows of heaven were shattered and that the canopy allowed water to come in but it says the windows of heaven were open but guess what it says though it says that the windows of heaven were closed so did it unshatter did the canopy unshatter, bro? Because it talks about those same events happening, but in reverse order, bro, as you go down. So it says yeah. that the 
problems of the great deep were closed. It says that the windows of heaven were closed and it says that it stopped raining. That's three separate events. On a heliocentric model, doesn't sound right, but on a, the model I'm speaking of, bro, the Hebrew cosmology, the windows of heaven were closed. That means that there was windows to the firmament that got open, let the water in, and he closed it. And he stopped the rain. And he said that he stopped the water from coming from the great deep. So that's that's what happened there, bro. What do you have there? The canopy, yes. the canopy was not shattered because if it was shattered, yes. it'd have to be put back. And you're trying to say that it was not put back? I mean, come on, bro. What do you well, say? Again, there? well, hold on. Again, I go back to God is trying to explain things in ways that people would understand. I think the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, Jason, right now. That's what I think yes, is happening. Yes, Jason, brother. listen to the Holy Ghost, brother. Well, hold on. The whole no, the Holy Spirit with an ask with, with an ask. Well, hold on. If if the model that you're describing is which, which again, I would like to point out, you're not describing a model. You've, you've not, specifically I don't need said, to, bro. I don't need well, to. No. I don't need to describe a model, bro. All I need to do is tell you what the Bible literally says, and not do mental gymnastics, and not it's take not... what someone says. I take what God's trying to speak to us, bro. The Holy Spirit inspired Word of God, the the thing we build faith upon. And I'm trying to tell you to have faith in what the Word says, and don't have faith in what you've learned in class, bro. That's like what I'm trying to tell propaganda. you. But that's, like no, that's Jason. Okay, go ahead. On. It's okay, Jason. Go ahead. You're, you're, but again, this is this is conflation. I am not the arbiter of truth here. Neither are you, neither's neither's Cliff, neither is anyone. We have to take it for what for what it is. I do it a disservice if I try to impose my views on the text. Okay. Right? I okay. have to read for what it I'm is. I'm imposing Moses' view on the text, bro. I'm not imposing I'm not imposing Josh's view. I'm imposing mm -hmm. Moses's. I'm imposing Jesus's view because Jesus would have came and said, guys, your Hebrew cosmology is wrong. The Greeks are correct. I don't think he would have. have. Hold I on, think he on. would definitely do that because he's the way, the truth, the life. He would never let that stand, bro. And that's why Jesus is explaining, listen, guys, the stars are going to fall for earth. The moon is going to be darkened. The sun is not going to give her light. The reason why it says that God created two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the light. I, the night is because there's two great lights. There's not a sun ricocheting off of the, the moon causing a light. And it's colder light uh, from the moon. And it's hotter from the sun. And there's all this stuff I can explain scientifically I don't need to go into. But the reason why it's explained that way is because that is the way that it is, yes. bro. The way it is. And that's, well, hold on. No. This, if I think, okay, so here, this is the difference. I think okay. Jesus had much bigger fish to fry than go whether ahead. the earth is flat or a globe. I think, I think Jesus is. Do Jesus we not came. know God by his creation, bro? Yes, we do. And that's what I'm saying. God do we not know bigger. God by his creation? So yes. is his creation a lie to, to Moses, bro? Did God on, lie to Moses and tell him this? Or is the scientist lying? Is God truth and every man a liar or the scientist uh, true? Which one is true, Jason? So then let me, so hold on. You just opened, I've been, I was, I've been trying to ask you one question the entire time. And you said, no, we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to talk about science. But you just said that we know God through our, through creation, right? Yes, as, as I've said, the entire Niels Bohr. That's who I was trying to think of. Niels Bohr is the one who said the first, uh, the first sip of of science will make you an atheist, and but God is waiting for you at the bottom of the glass. Okay, so okay. you've said that we know God through His creation. Yes or no? Yes. 
Okay. The, the way that God, God, the, the way that God explained it in the book of Genesis, bro. Well, the way that hold, God hold explains on. it in the Bible. That's how we know God by his creation. He's not going to tell you some false creation, bro, that Moses is going to tell you that this is the way it was, the way I think it went down. If it's, if it's not inspired by God, dude, and it's Moses' interpretation of where the earth is, is created, take Genesis and put it in an allegorical and take it and put it with the book of Enoch, bro. No, this is scripture, bro. 66 books of doctrine that we believe is scripture. Take it and make it extra biblical text and not historical text. Okay. The Genesis is written, bro, because it's mm -hmm. all scriptures inspired by God. The reason why Paul says that, bro, is because that's all the Old Testament, dude. At the time, we didn't have the New Testament. Yeah, we didn't have the New we, Testament. The New Testament Paul is also writing. inspired by God. All mm -hmm. scripture is profitable for doctrine. It's possible. It's the reason why it's profitable for doctrine is I can sit here and have a conversation with you, Jason, you being a scientist yep. and someone coming in as an astrophysicist trying to tell me this, that theoretically, this, this, this. But what I tell you is this is what the Bible says. And I'm going to stick with the Bible, bro. I'm never going to ever, ever be away from the Bible because that's the way we should be. The foundation is the Bible. And I'm sure that's how it is for you too, Jason. Yeah, but dude, and I'm telling you that certain things that the Bible says, dude, is going against what you've learned in science class. And you're telling me that science is true and god is not bro how would you tell me that no okay so then let's let's go back to what paul said doctrine right yes it's it's, it's true genesis in, is doctrine yes. well hold right? on but what is the doctrine of genesis it's that god created the universe and he created it to be no, with it us doesn't say anything about him creating the universe brother it doesn't say he created the universe it doesn't say that it said god created so, the heavens and the earth okay the heavens universe. Heavens is what? Where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. The other mm -hmm. heaven is the firmament. The other heaven is where God's throne is located. That's what mm -hmm. it says. It doesn't say God created some ever-expanding universe and, and we're moving and doing all these different crazy gymnastics, bro. It says that he, the, the way he said in Genesis is the way you were agreeing that he says it, but you're telling me that God explained it to them because they couldn't understand it? What is it? No, what is it, I'm bro? Saying, well, again, I would argue he did explain it correctly. The problem is we can read it differently because we have a different we have a we have a different understanding of the universe. However, because my point of who? is the who? doctrine. Well, hold because on. of who, bro? That we have because a different explanation look, of the universe. We can, we can look and test things again because of NASA, because no, of the government, no, because of all these scientists that have told you this stuff for years, Jason. They, they, they'll tell you that Bigfoot is it is. They'll tell you that you're crazy, Jason, if you believe in Bigfoot. But I'm over here telling you that this is what the Bible says, and well, you're telling me that Bigfoot is real and that UFOs are are this way. I mean, bro. Let's well, let's yeah. get on a, well, the right on, page, babe, the right wavelength, brother. We're well, Christians. Hold well, hold on. You're, you're <laughs> avoiding. No, here? but you're avoiding my question. My point is, what is the doctrine? The doctrine isn't how. The doctrine is what. What does it the mean? The whole book of Genesis, bro. It starts out. The whole entire Bible starts out with something that is vastly important, bro. Yes, which is that God created the universe. That's we one disagree. part of it. He's explaining to you how he created it exactly, bro. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day seven, yes, he rested. I don't He's explaining this to you because of things like this happening right now, Jason. You know what's happening right now? I have a Christian on the end, other end of this conversation telling me that, yeah, it might, it might be, it could be, it's this, it's that, it's that. And I'm telling you what the Bible says, and you're agreeing that that's what the Bible says, but you're still telling me that... Oh, but what? Well, but this is what it is because we can observe it, and and it's not true, bro. You cannot observe us orbiting. They've never tested that and actually proved it. They have not tested us spinning a thousand miles an hour. They have not done any of that, bro. And I'm Hold telling on. you right now, dude, that 
this is what I'm telling you, Jason. We are Christians, bro. We rely on God's word, bro, for him to explain to us the way everything was created, which it sounds like you do do that. 6,600 years, maybe you're young earth creationist. Hey, I commend you for that. And Jason, I also commend you for the fact that you believe in God after coming out of all this indoctrination that you've been indoctrinated with, with science and all that stuff. Dang, bro, that's great. God is so great for that, dude. All glory to him. But now I need you to just step just a little bit further, bro. You believe in, in cryptoids. You believe in Bigfoot. You believe in giants in Genesis 6, it sounds like, right? I oh, yeah. well, okay. You believe so, yeah. in angels. You believe in, yeah. in all this different stuff. But then you still are not fully. You got one foot in the world and one foot in, in, in God, bro, still. Because you're still believing yeah, this is, has to be true because this is what God says. This is what I mean, this is what NASA says. This is what scientists do. No. I got to believe a little bit of this. And I believe, nah, bro. Pull you all the way to this side and say, you know what? The giants were real in Genesis 6, okay? That happened. Fallen angels came down, had sex mm -hmm. with women, and created yep. Nephilim, Preach. right? Yep. Okay, let's talk about that, all right? Let's let's go into that. If we went into that with any type of scientist, they tell you that is not true because it's going to mess up our evolutionary process. So we have stuff being hidden. Smithsonian mm -hmm. Museum, hiding giants. They're hiding all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the Satan is going to come to science and, and come out and, and explain to you that the earth is flat and it's stationed and movable? There's moon, sun, and the stars are in it. The firmament's there. God's throne is above that. And you think everyone would become atheists? No. The way people become atheists is he takes everything the Bible says and inverts it. And he makes it so that the earth is moving, orbiting, the sun is still, and we're moving around it. It's going 525,000 miles an hour. It's ever-expanding universe. God's throne is above the firmament, but it's trillions upon trillions upon trillions of light years away. But really, God is actually a lot closer, bro. It says in Isaiah, Amen. he sees us like grasshoppers. He's looking down on us like grasshoppers and the circle of the earth, not the sphere, not the spiro in, in Greek. They use circle for a reason because he's looking down on the circle of the earth. He also has hold, a hold firmament, on. which is blocking okay. us physically from being able to get to heaven what it is is this if i were god and i wanted to sit there and make a, a throne below me i would create a barrier where your physical body could never penetrate or never come to but when you become spirit like when you die you could come to heaven through the firmament and it's an unbreakable glass dome that you can never break even if you shot nukes at it operation dominique which is god what does it mean it means belonging to God. And what is it? It's a fishbowl. They want to make a hole in the firmament. That is just something that happened. I'm not trying to tell you that's 100% true of what it, all I'm telling you, bro, is ever since that happened, bro, when, when, uh, in 1958, dude, when they went to check out Antarctica, what happened, bro? Then they came out with NASA. Then they started taking these scientists from Nazi scientists coming out. Dude, there's a whole bunch of stuff to it, bro. I don't even need to explain because this is biblical cosmology, but I'm telling you, bro, we are sitting here uh, trying to uh, debate about something you were already telling me it is, that the Bible does teach this stuff and it is what God maybe told them, but it's just not true in life. No. Okay. So, so the, let's, so the debate is done then. No, you, hold you on. conform hold. to the to the fact that the that the, it's teaching geocentricity. The Bible teaches a certain way, but you're you're just saying that science is telling us different, and we have to go with what man says and not what God says. What are you saying, bro? No, okay. So let's. I gave you a chance to talk. Now let me finish a thought. So let me <laughs> finish do. a very specific thought here. You are still you are still teaching what man what man's what man teaches. That's the dis, that's the disagreement here. I am saying we come to the Bible with the word first and then okay. we look at the, and then we look at the world that god gave us you you admitted that god right is known through the through the through creation itself Romans correct? 120 okay okay all right so let me ask so let's go back to you said how can i because i have to trust this i have to tr 
these are not ideas. The idea of the heliocentric theory, the, the idea of the, the Earth is a globe, gravity, all of these things were created by NASA 50 years ago. These are they things that created were created by NASA 50 years ago. They were not. These okay, were all I things that, that these were all things. 1666, that have... right, is when gravity uh, was started being written. 1666. You're talking about gravity, right? Isaac Newton. 1666 is so, when he first started writing the theory right. of gravity. Is that what you're speaking of? No, hold on, hold on. That's when Newton created his laws of gravitation. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. Are you are you suggesting that, that Newton wasn't a Christian? Because he was an no, avid Christian. No, I'm, I'm telling you that he was an occultist as well, bro. He wasn't just a Christian. What you're going to hear from history is that he's a Christian. You know why? Because people are debating now to this day about people, but there's someone occult to Isaac Newton. Did he have a lot of Christian writings and, and a lot of amazing mm -hmm. stuff? God is great. But there's some occult in there, bro. And I'm not trying to, I can't prove that because I wasn't alive in 1666. You know what I mean? And I'm not right. going to tell you he was a Christian either because I could tell you I'm a Christian, get off this podcast and go murder people and then come back to this podcast and say, I'm a Christian, bro, and I'm a good guy, dude. I, I might make my mistakes. But, oh, hey. So me... I'm telling you that all I'm so telling you, on. dude, there's a cult, bro, in all of this stuff, bro. Heliocentricity, there's a cult stuff. If you try to tell me Copernicus was a priest. Yeah, he was, bro, right? He was a priest. What about mm -hmm. George Lamontre? He was a priest. He was Christian. Jesuit train. Okay, Jesuit. so let's let's understand that... There might be some people that are Christian and act like they're Christian, maybe do some writings. Maybe they believe in God, the most high, but they obviously don't believe the scriptures because he's talking about all this stuff that is not biblical. Well, hold on. Copernicus. So, so they were trying I, I, to stop on. that I from coming you, out. Hold on. I, I gave you a, I gave you a nice long conversation. Now Go let ahead. me, let me have my reply. Okay. These are things that have been sussed out over centuries. All, all of these thoughts, again, Newton isn't the first one to actually come up with this stuff. He was writing about it. But let me understand. So let me again, one question. This is one pro this is one question that I have. You said again, we we get to look at the world and say, God is telling us something about himself through the world he created. Yes? Yes. Okay, we've already established that. Why do we have a celestial south pole? This is not a science question. This is an obvious we can see it question. Sailors to this day use the celestial south pole to find where they are on maps that's what makes navigation in the south in the southern hemisphere possible the cel the the celestial south pole is found there isn't a like we have polaris the north star right that's what we that's what we use in the north in, in the northern hemisphere that's yeah, the how north star that lines up with the pyramid still and all this stuff bro yeah it's pretty crazy yeah. man it's, well, it's, it's well, not crazy right now, it's, right? it's well, it's not crazy it's what the it's what the, it's what the angels <laughs> taught them right <laughs> okay so... it's the, it's it, again engineering principles that the that they taught them because so... again we're supposed we're supposed to find these these things out ourselves the angels uh negotiated that information to for our destruction right that's the entire point of the book of enoch but let's go back to again my point there cannot be a celestial south pole in the flat earth it can't exist that's the problem. You you ask me why I believe in these things. And I'm telling you, because we can look and observe. We you went to Antarctica see. and you checked it out? Or what are we talking about? I don't about have here? to go to Antarctica to to read uh to read navigation charts and, and how people have navigated so, in the southern hold on. We okay, either I reject everything that everyone has said I have actually done this, and so again, we're it's we either reject all of that or we say, okay, I've got friends who live in, in Australia and New Zealand. They can see it. They've used it. Because you're talking about the stars going one way and then the stars going the other way north. Is that what you're talking about? Well, we've, well A, what, we've, I, got, I, we've got that. So, but no, what I'm talking about is the celestial south pole, right? 
for so navigation. You're going to throw navigation. out everything in the Bible because you're talking about celestial I'm not throwing Southpaw. anything out of the Bible. That's my point. Would Genesis, you, would you agree maybe one. a geocentricity in the Bible at least, and maybe not the flat part that is geocentric? Again, that is the perspective that they had, yes. So here, okay. here's the problem. I am saying the Bible written by, again, written and breathed by God, breathed by God. Holy Spirit breathed, yes. Right? Amen. Yeah. Which means we can tell the difference between Paul's Breathing writing and Peter's only, writing. Right? Hold on. But we can tell the difference between Paul's writing and Peter's writing, right? We can we can see that. Okay? God did not come in and just overwrite their personalities or their knowledge of the universe. He worked within it. And on and it's and I would suggest the fact that he uses very specific language is important. He does because if mo if if the Bible is trying to tell us the earth is absolutely flat and this is how it is, he would have said this is what it is. He doesn't. He describes a form of creation that I would suggest works very well with a modern understanding. In fact, it works better with the modern with a with a modern understanding. In fact, a lot of people have pointed to science and said, "Hey, all these things you're describing is literally what's seen here. What's going on with that?" Why do we have these evidences? Why do we see these things? I, my okay. thing is this, right? We can look around, we can observe things, we can measure things, we can predict things. You're again, the problem is we can't just jump, we can't throw all of this out because I'll tell you, I got people who will sit there and say that they've read the Bible and it, they'll say, because I've seen this, it's a flat earth, but that doesn't work with God. I've, I, I know flat earthers who aren't Christians. I do too, man. And it's a I, shame, bro. It, and it, I, again, some of them that aren't believers, you know, yeah. in any kind of God. And in, though, in anything. And so, so yeah. I go back, which again, makes, which makes no sense at all. But my point, my yeah, point makes is no sense. I agree. science is not the thing that makes people non-believers. Their soul makes them non-believers because they are enemies of God. It yeah. is simply they, again, whether it's. There are again, you, people will cling to Buddhism. They'll cling to anything they want, any life raft that makes sense to them to make them non, to make them a non-believer. Because they're not okay. made a non-believer; they are non-believers. They're just looking for that excuse. Okay. All I'm so, suggesting is that as someone who looks at, who looks at the scriptures, I have to conform to the scripture, but I also have to give it and understand it the way it was written and what God is really telling me. It's okay. not a science book. That's not what it's there for. When I when I see Joshua saying, hey, the, the sun, moon stopped there from his perspective. That's what he is seeing. That's what he's describing. So, it would be stupid for him to describe it any other way. So my point is, I don't know how God does his miracles. I would never presume on that. I would never presume on God. But I do think God is bigger. He is higher. The point of Genesis is that he created the universe with a purpose to be with us and that we screwed yeah. that up, right? The angels made it worse and then come and then comes Tower of Babel and we we blow ourselves all the way out of the out of the out of the water. And God's like, fine, I got to do this again. And we see the recreation with Abraham. We've the my point is that scripture needs to interpret scripture, but that we also need to use the scripture of the world around us. The thing, the God's creation. The scripture, there's no, what do you mean? Say that, Again, repeat that. You said that we need to use the scripture. Are you talking, you're just talking about what we observe and we. Yes, yeah, that, that, the, that God is telling us again, that there is no man, no man has any right to say there is no God because of creation. We are, God is known through his creation. Paul yes. tells us no one, no one's got an excuse. No okay. one's got an excuse. When, when, when some if when some atheist gets before God and says, "Well, why didn't you make it obvious?" He'd say, "I did." He would point. He'll point to the things that they ignored in creation. 
In fact, he would point to, you knew all of this and you rejected me, not because I didn't give you enough evidence, but because you don't want to believe, because you don't want to be with me. You don't want to follow my paths. You don't want to, you, you, want to, you want to do things your own way. You want to be your own God. Yeah, that's what it's about for sure. I agree. So, all right, let's do a uh, go ahead and conclusion, bro, because uh, I think we, I think we had a great debate. Yeah. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Jason is an amazing person, dude. And I, I love you, brother. You know, I think that you do, you're doing amazing things, uh, talking to, you know, bringing, uh, I think I haven't read your book, but I, I'm going to buy it though, Jason. Um, if you could please have, uh, I'll, I'll send have you Cliff a link. I'll send, send you me the link, bro. I'll send you an email. You don't Anybody I have it. on my show, I buy their book, bro, because I'm just okay. like, what, and I'll check it out and I'll see your perspective on that. And I bet you, me and you are like pretty, pretty yeah, close I, on Again, one, this dude. is not an important thing. Like the, the flat earth, quote, I, I, again, I do think science is important. However, my point is that's not what's, that is not what's really important. This is not a, a this is a different disagreement. I'll email you yeah. the book, but I'll send you the link. You can share it if you want. Um, no, I'll buy the book, bro. You just email, you just go ahead and send me the the link to buy it, and I'll buy it from you, bro. Just just well, to, just because I was I'm an artist, bro. I'm a rap artist, bro, and I, and I do music and I do a <laughs> I podcast. Gotcha. I'm a Christian yeah. rapper, and I'm not saying I like people to buy the album or buy the. But dude, I understand what it takes, dude, to put in that time, that research, bro. And I researched. Mm -hmm. I got 158 shows out. I know how it is to put in that time to research stuff, bro. And I think you deserve for me to purchase the book, bro. I'll do that. Definitely. Well, I'll, I'll be so one of the things I'm doing again. I'm doing a fiction book right now uh or actually it's a comic uh it's, it's going to be a lot of fun but i'm also going to be again i'm going to be putting a lot of christian ideas in there that's the entire point right we got to get like you said you're a rapper we got to get into the entertainment world we got to be telling and showing people these truths right and revealing those higher truths but i'll be coming up with a website later this year the christian paranormal perspective that's going to have articles it's free for everyone i awesome. want it to be a resource a resource so people can can see it because there's a lot of stuff uh, the church is only finally starting to admit to these things because again, like I said, every culture synchronized, you know, the church seems to, or Christians want to synchronize it with the, with the surrounding culture. We've tried to synchronize it with atheism <laughs> and scientism for the last 150 <laughs> years. Right. And which is, it's like, and which, and now that's breaking down. The problem is now Christians are getting into the new age and they're trying to sync. They want to synchronize it with the new age. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's bro. like, yep, we gotta, right. we gotta break all that up. And we got to show people it's like, no, 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 you're, you're still following a false gospel with this stuff. So let's, so that'll be coming up, but I'll send you an email and the link and all that. And you can, Thank you, brother. you can share it. Like I said, I've, I've given away more books than I've ever, than I've ever sold <laughs> because uh, honestly, this is what's important, right? Yes, is brother. Again, is Amen. the Bible, is the truth of it. That's what's important. That's the only thing that matters. There are I there are things on the, on the periphery that we can disagree with and we can argue about and that's fine. Again, argue in 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 love as iron sharpens iron. But the the truth of it is far more important, which is that God created the universe. He created it to be with us, and more importantly, His Son came, lived, died, resurrected for our sins, so we can Amen. be so we can be the perfect uh, lamb, bro. Yep. So that we can be uh, restored to Him as the family God intends, and that family is going where he is living, where he is reigning on earth is going to come again. And it's going to come a lot sooner than people want it to happen. We are very, very close to, to his return. And we need to be prepared as every Christian needs to be prepared for a world, whether you believe in a pre-trib rapture or not. I'm actually, I, I don't, I'm, I'm pre-wrath, but that's a whole other different kettle of fish. I, all I know is I'm not, yeah, I, I am not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Every Christian, if there's going to be a, a time of great persecution and it's coming, heck, we're already seeing it. 
if all these things are happening, then you need to prepare for a world where you're not in it. And that means every day is a is everyone's like, what's the point of revelation? The point of revelation is that it's the end of the world for somebody right now. I don't need to wait for the end of the world. God could tarry another hundred years if he wants. I just don't think he ain't. I, I don't think he's going to. But the simple fact of the matter is today, right now, is somebody's last day on earth. Yeah. They are going to they are so going it's important to, meet... to share the gospel, bro. Because yes. it could that that person that you know that's your friend that's on the fence that's like not knowing whether God is real and all that stuff. You have this moment sometimes that God puts in your, you know, in your heart to speak to them. And sometimes you're like, oh, I got to take care of my kids. I got to get to this. I got to go to work. So yes, I agree, yeah. Jason. Very good yeah. point. Hey, and yeah, there's nothing. By the guys, way, I know people. Cliff, go became... ahead, bro. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, I was going to say thank you for coming. I knew you guys when I met Jason. Great, lovely guy. Joshua, lovely guy. I knew it would be a great podcast. You guys did so great, man. And it was all in love. Josh, would you close it out with one of your great prayers, brother? Because I, I would love that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll close it out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for bringing us together today. Uh, you know, there's two or more gathered in your name is church. So me and Cliff are on the same page with this. Jason is not. But what we're doing right now is we're actually having a debate in love. You know, we're trying to, Amen. we know what the most important thing is, Lord. But what we would love for you to do, Lord, is to make sure that when we teach this type of stuff, please let us be teaching truth. If I am teaching wrong and you feel like I'm teaching wrong, Lord, please just don't let me do that. I don't want to do that. I want to teach truth. And Jason as well, Jason is uh, scientific. And God, I just want to say all glory to you for bringing him through the gauntlet of science and him coming out being a believer. And also me and Cliff bringing us through the gauntlet of drugs and house filled with drug abuse and all this crazy stuff happening. I don't know what how Cliff's life was, but mine was insane. Thank you, God. All glory to you for bringing us out of that and making us new again. Lord, letting us be born again. Jason, I don't know what his background is, but Lord, you you have him come out. He's a believer. He's representing you. And uh, Cliff is representing you, Lord. And I'm trying to represent you the best that I can, Lord. Please let us just, if we have anything that's stopping us from worshiping you, Lord, please take away these distractions. God, it's so hard right now for us because we have so much on our plates. But Lord, all I'm asking you to do is just take away these distractions and let us study your word. Give us some time with you, Lord. That's what we need. So thank you so much for, for putting anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, Lord. If they have something that's holding them back from worshiping you, whether it be drugs, alcohol, tobacco, nicotine, uh, science, uh, Big Bang, any of the stuff that's stopping them from believing in you, Lord, just take that stuff away, Lord, and let them just let you let them let you be their foundation in life. And Lord, anything I have in my life, Cliff has in his life, Jason his life, that's stopping us from from being a hundred percent with you. Please just take it away, Lord. Supernaturally, take it away. You did miracles that we talked about with uh, the moon and the sun and all this different stuff we talked about, Lord. Your creation. So please do miracles in our life and help us to stay away from the stuff that's stopping us from worshiping you. It's hard, Lord. It's very hard, but. We have you. We know that we only fear the one that could kill the soul and not the body. So we only fear you. We don't fear all these different things that are coming at us, these wars, these rumors of wars. We don't fear that stuff. We don't fear all these people talking about stars and comets hitting the earth. We only fear you, Lord. If we die, what happens to us? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. So we don't fear. Thank you, God, for everything you do. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Gangs, guys, that was amazing. Okay. I didn't get to do a conclusion, but my conclusion